Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with fight for better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. It's Friday. It's a very different kind of Friday because I'm not used to podcasting this early on a Friday, but it's Friday. And this is Grapsity, and I'm Will Washington. Now I'm not alone here because I'm also joined by Philip Lindsay. Uh Vendredi. uh it's weird uh man what a weird week man i'll just go in by saying that very strange week very dour week in my opinion um some obvious ups in some ways but a lot of a lot of real lows this week man you got got idiots on, on twitter being idiots as usual um Somebody tell Kyrie Irving to just shut the fuck up. Uh, just seriously, just shut up. Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, man. Just just, just dour times, man. Uh, I don't know. You have loved ones, man. Tell your loved ones you love them, man. Straight uh, up. Definitely tell your loved uh, ones you love them. That's what I've been feeling the last couple of days. Uh, also here is Righteous Bridge, by the way. In the building, as always, it's your boy, media man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, Friday. Just like Phil said, it's one of those weeks. It's uh, Things are weird as fuck. So, yeah, we're going to try to bring you guys a little bit of excitement for your Friday morning. Start your week off hot with some wrestling news, some hip-hop news, some um other news news just news just like just news. all kind of things yeah just and, and things to talk about and things yeah. to i don't know it's it's grapsity 
and yeah, uh, uh, definitely make sure you're leaving us your thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and definitely uh, help support Grapsity. Send us your super chats. Send us your humper chats. Super chats can be sent at youtube.com slash fightful um, just while you're watching the video. Donate a super chat. We'll read them on the show. We'll bring your picture up and all of that stuff that comes with it. Or you can donate us a humper chat, uh, humperchats.com. Um, you can send those at any point, and we've got a few already. I even missed one last week, and I wanted to make sure I read that one. Matter of fact, I made a little bit of a promise that I would read that one, so we're just going to get that one straight out start right off out. the bat. Yeah, I'm going to start out with this one to make sure I do not forget. Uh, what I need to remember is when was last week's show, so I can find the date of it. Uh, there it is. Okay, so we did get one from Tony P., and I apologize. I actually saw your humper chat and like mentally answered it and then like moved on and forgot to like actually say things out loud. Uh, but your question was, you said, so Dynamite seems more focused in recent weeks, even the ROH stuff. Do you think it was because of the pending ROH deal or did they figure out how to display different companies outside belts and wrestlers properly? There is a deal um, that's uh, imminently being announced. I mean, that's, uh, I, I feel like that's fairly out there. That's not necessarily news. Um, at least I hope it's not. But mm. um, no, nah, there's uh, pretty much, as I said on Grapsity last week, or maybe I said this on Day After Dynamite, I don't know. It's all starting to run together. Straight up. But uh, I said that um, having talked to, this is on Day After Dynamite. Now I remember where I said it. Um, I said, having talked to a couple of um, ROH adjacent wrestlers, they seem to be of the belief that the show is like imminent, that mm -hmm. um, that's essentially what all of the use of Ring of Honor on TV is about, is getting it established in front of fans so that when it comes time to pull them to their own brand, it's all there already. So it's happening soon, real yeah. soon. Maybe um, they'll make an announcement at Final Battle. That's my guess is that yeah. it'll be announced at final battle. Right. Because um, I don't see any reason to do it before. I mean, I guess you could do it at full gear. Full gear is only, what, two weeks True. from tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. You could also do it at full gear. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's but always It would just be better to do it on the show. It's focused on ROH on the final battle so you're not muddied in the... I mean, the... Well, I'll say this, Full Gear is guaranteed to do more buys than Final Battle, right? Definitely. So like, Definitely. I, I feel like you could almost drive buys to, like I'm look, almost looking at it, and I don't want people to necessarily think I'm making the full on comparison. Mm -hmm. So bear with me here. But the, because I think it started out right. And what I'm talking about is WWE's version of ECW. Eesh. Right, where like I know, I know, I know, <laughs> but like I said, I'm not talking about where it ended up. But I'm talking about where it started and how you kind of used or they used one night stand kind of as the pilot, right? It was like, mm -hmm. um, okay, we're announced. They had announced both one night stand and ECW on Sci-Fi as like this is the start, and e one night stand is going to be the show that establishes everything about the brand as it goes forward. And so that's almost how I would do it. If I were in that booking position of, okay, if I know things are coming after final battle, I would announce the show and then announce like final battle will be the matches that, uh, that pretty much set the tone for the show. Right. right. We're going to establish our champions here. We're going to establish 
who you're going to see going forward as a part of this brand on final battle and then after that then it's like final battle then we have a show right that's what i would do anyway because then you build more interest for final battle as well which final battle is december 10th we got a lot of pay-per-views coming up though because uh, it's a lot a lot of action we got crown jewel coming up tomorrow we've got uh and then like i said two weeks from tomorrow it's full gear uh and then a week after that is survivor series and then uh two weeks two weeks after that we got final battle and Jeez. just a lot happening in the same day as final battle there's also the nxt pay-per-view um or premium live event uh although i can't remember for the life of me what it's called i'm sure somebody in the chat is going to remind me um destination or no, something hold on. <laughs> Duh. it's like uh, a something regular um <laughs> no deadline NXT deadline deadline, yeah, deadline. Yeah, that was it yeah so NXT deadline is the... a terrible name. <laughs> I mean, what I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to knock it because uh, although, you know, there was the rumor, of course, that they were initially going to do the um, uh, it was going to have takeover brought back. But mm. I get why they didn't, because nothing's being taken over in this sense. Right. Uh, and what I mean by that is that. The whole point of TakeOver, in a sense, was that they were held the same weekend as the main roster pay-per-views. And it was kind of right. like, here comes the NXT roster mm -hmm. to... Take over the weekend. Yeah, yeah to show what, mm -hmm. we, what we're made of, right? And, like, that made sense. Um, right. And then once they stopped being held on those weekends, it was like, well, is it really uh, TakeOver anymore? Mm -hmm. So, like, I get it. I get why the name's not really necessary um like they should name the wrestlemania weekend one that they just announced tickets for takeover but i don't i think it's just called nxt stand and deliver or yeah whatever oh. wrestlemania weekend yeah. by the way looks expensive and exhausting. in la it's going to be awful if anybody's planning on going i'm gonna let you know right now it's going to be a very not that great experience with yeah it's gonna be very just expensive with the everything's oh, well, gonna be super spread out it's gonna be pretty bad like I, the the warning i will give as a native of los angeles check the birth certificate mm -hmm. um it is that if you've never been to la and you're planning on doing multiple things wrestlemania weekend uh Good luck. Good luck. And try to try. Don't try to do too many things in one day. Disneyland not is not down the street. It's far away. <laughs> no, Disneyland. Not, you're not going to be able to go to the one thing, Disneyland, the same day as anything else. Like that's one day taken away. So look, Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland is like an hour and a half from my brother's house. Mm -hmm. And in most normal cities that would take like 30 minutes yes but uh and he talks like it, it's no big deal that's just la traffic right mm -hmm. but like when i go to my brothers and he's like yeah let's go to disneyland and i'm like okay and then i have to spend i have to account for three hours in the car knowing right. that we're trying to get to disneyland mm -hmm. disneyland is nowhere close to anything i don't mm -hmm. even know if i'm gonna get to see my brother because he lives in encino mm -hmm. and uh so he ain't gonna be trying to be over there with all them people <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm going to get to catch him, but yeah, WrestleMania weekend, what they announced, like, you know, it's complicated WrestleMania weekend the most to me hmm. Friday night, SmackDown, 
has mm-hmm. like really complicated WrestleMania weekend in my view. Right. Because I uh, haven't watched one a Friday Night SmackDown in like twelve years for this. We're exactly what you're about to explain, I think. Like, well, it, it's just it's well, the thing is, since WrestleMania, I mean, they happened the same year. The first year that SmackDown was on Fridays, mm-hmm. WrestleMania did the two night event. So essentially you go straight from Friday night SmackDown to Saturday night WrestleMania to Sunday night WrestleMania. Like there's no gap in between SmackDown no longer is like a go home show per se, as much as it's like an infomercial because um, you, you don't want to injure any of the guys who are on WrestleMania the very next night. You don't want to run that risk, but it's like, also these guys are wrestling tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So uh, we don't want to run any risk of doing anything spectacular here. And right. then you've got the Hall of Fame. Like, it is really just a complicated night at this stage now, or mm-hmm. a complicated few nights um, to the point of where I can't see trying to include SmackDown the way that, like, you obviously want to include Raw in your weekend because, right. like, night after WrestleMania, Raw is is always a big thing. But... The SmackDown, I don't know. It just yeah. No, find something better to now. do with your Friday night if you're gonna be in that area. <laughs> don't go to SmackDown. Like find something. But but, but doesn't do. SmackDown also include the Hall of Fame now? I think that uh, might be the combo pack that they're. Or doing. What, where is it now? No. Um. Oh, I thought you were saying no. Um, I thought. Uh, let me see. Not I know. Uh, I know they're having the shows at um. The formerly Staples Center. It's and now the like crypto. crypto yeah. Hold on, it's I have them all pulled up. So, yep, it is Hall of Fame. So it's going to be Friday, SmackDown, and then Hall of Fame. Okay. Saturday, that's a draw, I guess. Yeah, Saturday, stand and deliver in the afternoon at the Crypto Arena, Crypto.com. Mm-hmm. And Why then that again. That's awful. Right. And then in the evening, uh, at SoFi, it will be WrestleMania. Ew. And then Sunday, SoFi WrestleMania. And then Monday back at Crypto Raw. Hmm. Hmm. That Saturday, yeah. I don't know about the stand and deliver to WrestleMania just... pipeline with LA traffic and a billion more people here in attendance. But I guess it worked yeah. in Texas. So I don't know. It, did it really work in Texas? Though? I don't know. <laughs> I, it didn't seem like a lot of people that were, were that hyped to go to NXT that, right. that uh, Saturday. A lot of people. Well, again, were going uh, to uh, the thing shows. I. Right. thing I worry for most people about is public transportation. Yes. Um, like, uh, well, not just public transportation, but like Ubering, things along those lines. If you're expecting to get to, to Uber and stuff, just know them prices are going to be high. And so LA just plan too. your WrestleMania weekend. Uh, just, just plan it smartly. Draw a map if you need to. But uh, just... Just plan it. Um, I think it's also LA, and you guys are gonna have a great time. There's a lot of sites. Like even just kicking it, you're gonna see a lot of cool shit. So. Oh yeah, nah. I I just did my annual LA trip. Although I might go one more time this year. I don't know because what I I did a show for my brother's shoe closet uh, earlier this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> right. Uh. So. Who knows? Um, That's some baller shit too. We just have to remind everyone from my brother's shoe closet. His closet. I did a show from. That's hard. I did. It was <laughs> hot and sweating, but I did this show from his shoe closet. Yeah. I don't have a shoe closet, mm-hmm. but uh, nah, that was good times. And yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm thinking about LA right now because as, as folks who are watching visually can see, mm-hmm. I'm in my winter coat right now because it snowed last night. It's the first snow of the season. Ooh. And it's, uh, 
It is cold. It was 27 this morning. Eesh. And I do this show from my basement, the coldest part of my house. I'm surprised I can't see my breath right now because it's cold down here. So pardon me having the coat on right now. Yeah, I thought but. you was the Fonz when I first came on. Like, the bro got the leather jacket on. Hey. It's cold. I had to take my kids to school this morning, and so I had to get up and out. And 27. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's like 58 degrees over here, and I'm like, this is the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. Someone help me. And that's yeah. nothing. Nah, it's, you it's guys would have shorts on over here. It is 27 here in Colorado. Oh, yeah, no, the 58, like, it was 58 the other day, and I'm like, I need to go for a walk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, give me a blanket. Where's the heater at? Yeah. that's Both my brothers are like that, though, because, um, of course, my other brother, Curtis, he moved from Colorado to Florida, Mm -hmm. and he moved six years ago. Every time he comes back, like, he – complains about 60 degree weather now because florida he don't know what 60 degree weather is he'll be like oh i'm freezing right now we're 60 (laughs) degrees like okay get out of here um so i want to take some time to read a few more of the messages and then get into some of the topics we have on tap for this beautiful friday and i still say beautiful friday because here in colorado like people talk about their fast changing weather only because you don't live here and you right. don't live near mountains because even though it snowed last night skies are clear blue there's not a cloud in the sky right now it is like when it snows here it is sunny the next day so like mm-hmm. we have like blinding ass snow where you just you can't see because it's all reflecting off the white on the ground it's really bad Shit. uh that's it though that's that's living here all right we got one here this one is from TKA two fifty six. Did you get uh did you get the guy uh JD's uh humper chat from yes last week too? Uh I missed one from last I missed another one from last week. Yeah, did he like tweet us and say we you guys missed our <laughs> missed our uh, humper chat or something like that? Oh man. Did it <laughs> damn it. <laughs> what did we miss last week? He said I'm JD, like, and I was triggered. I was like, who? Uh, I don't think we're supposed to talk about him on this show. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned I mentioned yesterday uh, on Day After Dynamite, like, what are you doing, man? Like, just stop it. Just <laughs> stop it. Stop in your tracks and delete. That's it. Nah. For a, second, for a second, because he's talking about Space Jam last week, for a second, it looked like uh, Monstars were... Uh, Running up the score on my man. Straight up. Talking all over this dude. Like, get this guy out of here. It was alley-oops and everything out there. Oh, uh, man. I seen it. I, I seen I seen that ball going up and going back in. And I was like, all right, well, y'all have a blast. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Uh, TKA256 says, uh, wrestling is supposed to be fun, but we can't pretend the Saudi shows are just wrestling. They're sports washing. Saudis are a brutal regime paying WWE to make them seem uh, less so. Remember that they're currently executing LGBTQ people and so on. I mean, this is what I said yesterday on Day After Dynamite, um, that the it is sad to me that the sports washing has worked, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Um, four years ago when these events started, four fucking years ago, we're heading yeah. into year five. Um, this, as a matter of fact, you do, yeah. yeah. So we we are 
well into these shows. They started 2018. Ooh. People forget that, like, it feels like an eternity ago that Brian worked that greatest Royal Rumble. Right. And... He's in there for, like, 70 minutes or something. That, that yeah. feels like forever ago. With his red-ass chest by the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and I, I'll just say, in relation to that that Humper chat, it's not the Saudi, it's just the Saudi government. You know, you, That's yeah. a very important distinction here. You don't want to yes. make it seem like the people of Saudi Arabia are doing this. This is the regime in place in Saudi Arabia. And that's what kind of gets muddied up a lot pretty often is we forget that that big giant stadium of people, they don't have anything to do with that. They just want to go watch WWE. They're excited to be having a big giant show. So, like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, again, though, like I said, it is interesting that like our government sucks, but we watch a whole like, bunch of shows here. <laughs> like, but they, they're also not government run per se. Um, yeah. So, yeah, because it really started with I, I want to say the first Crown Jewel, where because uh, like Greatest Royal Rumble really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like Braun Strowman ain't walking around with that green belt anymore, um, and none of that mattered in the the, the grand scheme of things. But then when the first crown jewel happened and they pulled Shawn Michaels out of retirement and then they spent weeks actually building up to it, all of a sudden it was like that was a, that was a nasty show, man. <laughs> Bald head Shawn Michaels, never that forget. Was, I know that, it was that was, it was a nasty show. Goldberg and Gilbert. Somebody uh, this week said that he got three mil for that though, and I'm like, hey, I would have, I would have. That's that the same show where uh, where uh, Shane pinned Roman Reigns. <laughs> They was wilding. They was wilding. Uh, no, know. that wasn't that show because that happened. I want to say middle of twenty nineteen. Roman, yeah. got, he, he won something he at that show. Did, yeah. did he win the 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 best the in trophy, the world trophy? Best in the world trophy. Yeah, yeah, that he, one? he beat Dolph Ziggler for the World mm -hmm. Cup. Yeah, and Shane McMahon was Shane. for the next year the best in the world. Shane was wilding <laughs> for a boy. Minute. I do. I do not miss Shane McMahon on my television. I'm that saying. Last, that final year of um, Commissioner Shane as oh. the commissioner of SmackDown Live Brutal. was something, man. Mm. I, I remember oh. being so upset about that final year of SmackDown Live, really because, like, the second to last year, I think, is some of the best stuff they had ever done, right? They got and, like, the shit. And, and that led to Kofi. And then, like, the very next night, the night after Kofi won the title, I should have known what his brain was in for, but the night after Kofi won the title, Vince is like, actually, we're going to have the wild card rule where everybody can just appear on every show. And it was like, so essentially, you're not even giving Kofi the chance to be, like, the champion yeah. on your show because now you're allowing the Universal Champion to appear on the show and you're allowing the WWE Champion on Raw, making him secondary, to the universal champion mm. at the moment. Like if you don't have a, a hard split, one of your titles is going to be devalued. And the fact that they did it like the next night uh, <laughs> just made no sense whatsoever. You sons of bitches. We'll never yeah. forget. The, the only thing I really liked about it, and it's partially what made him losing to Brock suck as well, is that um, the second Seth showed up, Kofi was like, no, I can beat you too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was like, I, I'm champion. I can beat you, too. I want your belt, too. And, of course, they did the dumb DQ finish. But that's part of why 
that's part of what I hated about the Brock match as well, because he just lost that match and all the defiance we saw from him leading up to his title reign and during his title reign just went away. He just right. decided, I don't want to rematch. I'm just going to go away and accept it. Mm-hmm. But that was the story for his entire time as champion. Why would he just accept this now? Never made any sense to me. Mm-hmm. No, it, it was the worst thing. As you can see, we're still very triggered. We'll never I'm stop. I'm still very mad about what, that. What, what, is, what is the worst booking decisions this company has ever made? Big facts. Yeah, we'll never forget, ever. Even look, if Kofi's like, it's not so bad, we're, we're still never going to forget. And look, I, I, I did see that comment. And look, we love Kofi because he is a poised individual. Again, I say all this time that he's he's... <laughs> He's kind of a Barack Obama of wrestling in some ways. He is the best of us. He's going to say everything that we should say, but nah, I still hate it, Kofi. Sorry. Yeah, it was whack. Whack as fuck. Uh, you guys see the picture I posted yesterday of me, T, and my boy Jeremy. We went to Raw seven years ago. Uh, it was actually a tradition of ours for a couple of years. Um, we went to a Raw seven years ago. We were dressed <laughs> as the New Day. They put us on camera and all of that. I forgot about this until it came up in my pictures, but... Um, I was Woods, T was Kofi, um, and Jeremy was Big E. Jeremy's bigger than all of us. Um, (laughs) Put my man Jeremy on blast like that. No, I mean, Jeremy, this is a big dude. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, that's all the props in the world to to Jeremy, who, by the way, successfully, I have to give Jeremy his props, um, when I announced that uh, a year ago, a little over a year ago, when I announced I was departing RBR, was the first person to be like, you're going to Fightful, aren't you? And mm-hmm. I was like, why would you even know that? I didn't say anything. I didn't even hint that. And he's like, that just seems like something you would do. And I was like, shit. Shout well, out you're them. right. I was like, yeah. you're right. It's true. You did successfully guess it. But uh, anyway, so shout out Jeremy for mm-hmm. getting that one right. Um, but anyway, yeah, that used to be just the thing. And it just reminded me of especially those first two years how important the new day was to me and has been to me as an act as a wrestling fan like it almost pains me that i find the new day so stale today because um, because i hate how they're booking them hate it uh, because uh it's not even that i i'm one of those like split them up kind of people i just feel like i was all in on just a year ago right on all right woods is uh king of the ring we're doing something different like they're still sticking together but now now the focus is on woods as a singles competitor this could be good and kofi is very willingly playing support to him in the same way that they all played support to kofi the way they played support to biggie this could be good but lasted like a month and but and xavier even got a new theme done he got a mega ran theme done Never going to hear that theme again. Crazy. And that's part of why I feel like the the group feels stale today is because they had the opportunity to do something different with them and are just like, nah. No, they, they treat them like a novelty act. They treat them like basically like they're washed. And it's like, no, these guys can still wrestle. These guys still have plenty they can do. Stop acting like they're just there because they held, held this record years ago. And... You can throw them out there and run a stat. Former WWE champion mm-hmm. Kofi, May- Kofi Kingston. Treat him like he was a former WWE champion. In right, yeah, I, I, I just want to see more because, like I said, the New Day meant everything to me. Twenty fifteen mm-hmm. New Day, like the them guys as heels were 
you have to understand the fact that they got um bootios on tv mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that they got the, most of the things they got on tv man that clip just went up of them doing the booty warrior stuff it's <laughs> right <laughs> That that clip of uh, them doing a cuffing season uh, thing, the the amount of jokes that I think that they've gotten over creative's head because they don't know what it's a reference to, and they've gotten on TV and been able to do them. Hi, incredible. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> Big E talking about tip drill on on, on SmackDown. Yes, mm-hmm. there's not a chance any creative member knew what they were talking. No about. No way, zero percent. <laughs> when Big E Big E said, "What about when when?" The rapper Nelly slid the credit card down the and like I'm just thinking there's zero chance Vince knew what he was no, referring to. No way. <laughs> no, I mean all of the backwoods stuff that, that Woods was doing, they don't know what backwoods is. They, they don't, don't know, they don't know what that's a reference to. Uh, they just think that's a funny Woods joke. <laughs> oh my god. Now if they would have said, Hey, in that Chubby Checker video, you remember when he did the shuffle? Then Vince would have <laughs> knew what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he referenced something like uh, like like, like Bearcat. Then they were like, "Oh, you're onto something, buddy." Sounds like a good homage. That said, Chubby Checker talking about doing the twist. <laughs> oh yeah, Chubby Checker, I love him. <laughs> Chubby Checker. <laughs> uh, so, a slight backstory: as I told Rez before the show that my stomach was hurting, and of course. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't tell Ow! jokes. Mm. Oh, it hurts. It like actually hurts. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyway, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot uh, as far as any of that's concerned. But um, what else we got? Ah, uh, you know what? Gotta go with another. And shout out to the homie Jennifer, mm-hmm. always with the support. Jennifer says, happy Friday, Grap City gents. Just a weekly love to the terrific trio. Keep your heads up and keep shining. Thank you for always taking the time to interact and just be amazing. Thank you. Thank you for always supporting Jennifer. Thank you for doing all that you do because we really appreciate it. Yes. Easy way to get your day brightened with a nice Jennifer tweet for sure. And now we have uh, two uh, super chats or humper chats from Tony P. Tony P says, uh, the only comeback WWE has left is Banks, Naomi, Punk. But after that, uh, what will they have left if they can't get a star like MJF and the Elite? Not only, not only that, it seems like Triple H slash NXT favorites aren't doing well and not translating to the main roster well. I mean, it depends on who. I think that... Um, eh, Um, I feel like some are working, some are not. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I did want to at some point, maybe soon. And now that I say that, why not now? All right. We're going to play a little game. <laughs> um, we, I once played this game with uh, Joe Holbert and, um, and Jeremy Lambert. Mm-hmm. on back on the old days of the distraction i uh, was on the show and we did a a little game where we talked about everybody that had been signed slash debuted during the pandemic and we graded them 
uh, basically to say, like, how did these pandemic acts end up doing with in terms of television, in terms of the fans? Now, we're in 100 days of Triple H. I would like to go over everybody who has been brought in. Oh, boy. And give a grade so okay. far. Anybody, everybody who's been brought back. Okay. Okay. Now, I will say. Is this I, like drink chance or you, you could say one answer, yes or no, or drink? Because I'm about to drink when somebody <laughs> comes up. <laughs> I, I will say I'm not going to include returns from injury. Um, okay. So, like, I'm not going to include Bailey here. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to include people who were no, who were once not in the company and brought back under Hunter. Mm-hmm. So we will start with, at the very top of the list, first person brought back, Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a B. The reason I'm going to go with a B because she has. They have done stuff with Dakota since she's mm-hmm. come back with Damage Control. Um, she has been featured in main events as a champion. She has been tag champion. Um, you can say what you will about the tag reign. That reign was a bit underwhelming. Um, but they have been featured pretty heavily on Raw. Um, I don't think that they have... I, I don't think that they have a consistent plan for damage control as a group. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the issue. But I can't say that they're not featuring her in damage control well. Because they're on TV constantly. Right. Yeah, I think I would agree for that B rating just because they've been on they're not just on Raw, they're on SmackDown too. Like they yeah. if there's a women's match in the last since SummerSlam, they've been either featured in it or like surrounding it, like something to do ever since SummerSlam. So yeah, and then like, you know, when it comes down to it, a lot of the matches have been really good too. Like the tag matches yeah. they've been having and oh yeah, the matches she's have been, been in. So yeah. Um I'm gonna say C plus. Um, and the reason is because, look, I love Dakota. I think she is, um, one, just a genuinely great person. And not just that, but I also think a um, one of the most solid performers to come out of NXT. Uh, I think on the booking side of things, it is great that she's gotten to be there consistently. Um, and I agree with that, that being on Raw SmackDown um, is a great thing. And she's tied to the top heel in the women's division. Right. Um, without question, that rules. I do think that there have been some hiccups along the way, such as, I don't know why they lost the tag tournament in the first place. They shouldn't have. That was dumb. Um, and I also think that as a faction, and really the first of their kind in terms of being what should be a major heel faction tied to a top heel, I think having Bianca dispose of them single-handedly also was a bad look, um, especially as they're the tag team champions. And I also just wasn't a fan of um, taking the titles off of them in the way that they did. Uh so right now, I, there's a lot about it that I don't feel is working. I'll yeah. Um, honestly, what it feels like to me, and I said this Monday night, um, I, I, I'm ready for them to get to Survivor Series, get to the War Games match, and move on. Because yeah. it feels like very similar to when they were doing the, the PCB and Bella stuff in mm-hmm. that. 
we're 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 doing this repetitive stuff every week with the three factions against each other. You got to have the, the tag team out there and then Bianca cheerleading. Then you got to have Bianca out there cheerleading. I mean, well, out there having her match and then the tag team cheerleading. Mm-hmm. And then you have like this big smiles afterwards. It's like it's so repetitive and they do it every week. And that's not to say that some of it is bad, but we've just seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right, we'll get to the point with this. And so I feel like a big issue with the damage control stuff is that they've been dragging this out to get it to Survivor Series. Right. Um, and as far as just like how they've booked them as a tag team, I don't think them losing Monday would have bothered me as much if she if they didn't lose the tournament. Losing the right. tournament and giving them their first big win like that and then going here and then having them lose again, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Uh, Oscar's becoming the Seth Rollins of the women's division and having unnecessary tag reigns with random opponent just to throw them together. I mean, people and, forget how many tag reigns, by the way, Seth Rollins has had. Like yes. when I forget whenever yes. I see that picture of Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman as tag team champions, I'm mm-hmm. like, this feels like a fever dream. Why, <laughs> man? Bra- Braun Strowman. Um, wait, wait. I, so I'm going in order of the debuts, by the way, um, of the returns, but. Unless well, no, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm saying all of his tag team partners. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, Braun Strowman, <laughs> Braun Strowman, uh, Buddy Matthews, mm-hmm. uh, random Roman Reigns, yeah, Roman Reigns, uh, Jason Jordan, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, Jason Jordan. <laughs> this dude is the king of random tag team uh, championship reigns. Like um, uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, yep. Like at least Ambrose and Rollins or Ambrose, Ambrose and Reigns and, and Reigns made sense. But like yeah. J- Jason Jordan and Braun Strowman, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh, yeah. And the Buddy Matthews one was weird because at the time they had a tag team in their stable. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah AOP was in the stable. Whoa. And they were like, nope, we're tag team champions. I was like, yeah. okay, interesting. But all right. All right. So this one's a twofer. Ready for the grade. Carrie and Cross and Scarlet. I'll go um, if nobody wants to say it. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a, a D plus um, and simply because I don't like none of their stuff um, and it doesn't feel like any of it's over. Um, but it's... I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, at least he's mm-hmm. being used and he's in a prominent position. But man, none of it feels like it's clicking at all. I'm going to go with the D... I I never really have been into his stuff, but I thought that him and Scarlett was going to really work in the WWE on the main roster, but it's just not clicking at all for me. But it's not the worst. This is what I'm saying. Like I get no. the whole appeal, I get everything that he's doing, but it's just not it's just like there. Um I am going to go with a C minus because I'm still tentatively waiting to see what is the plateau with Karrion Cross Because at this rate, mm-hmm. um, I've been saying since I've pretty much made up my mind that he was coming back. Um, and I wanted to tweet to him that day. I was like, oh, they're strapping a the rocket to him when he comes back. <laughs> He's going to be in the title picture. You guys just wait. And all these people are like, no, no, no. And I was like, okay. He's going to be in the title picture when he comes back. And so um, 
I found personal amusement in watching this guy come back and be featured pretty heavily. Um, mm. When he's not there, they give him video package. He's almost like Poochie. It's like when he's not there, we should be talking about Poochie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's, right. he's, and so I do think that he's used well, but well, I won't say he's used well, but I do think he's featured a lot. But it is also amusing watching them try and uh force drew into the stuff with them and it hasn't really worked well i mm-hmm. didn't think the extreme rules match was necessarily good i thought it was extremely funny um for all the wrong reasons i thought that that whole segment of him being in a car accident and drew just randomly showing up like the chicken and family, family guy, guy to start yeah. a fight um was just like what what are we doing mm-hmm. <laughs> um right. uh Everything they've been doing with him is weird. Him, him hitting them with the pepper spray to, to to win, and or you know him choking him out, and Scarlet is just like uh like crawling all over the ground and rolling all over the ground and saying yes, finish him. It all of it is just so bizarre that I've got mm-hmm. all uh, uh, all of these unironic laughs out of it. And on that level, it's entertaining, gotcha. um, but it's not entertaining in a way that it's intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Myron I don't think Kidd, that's what they're going for. <laughs> we got a super chat from no. Myron that says, uh, Karrion Cross just ain't that dude. Let's keep it real. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, I do think the guy is pretty good as a wrestler. I just right. think they are just so in on trying to get us into his his gimmick that it's just not working, man. The he way plays that people mind games, Phil. <laughs> Psychological. <Yeah. laughs> all, all of the we gotta we gotta cut on the gray filter when he comes in and the mm. lip syncing and the the interest. Boy, I am a unpopular opinion. I never thought that interest was that great. When are they gonna figure out that the g- color grade switch never works? We never when they gave Sin Cara the different lights, we hated it. When the fiend had the red lights, we didn't like it. We don't want that doesn't it never works. We're, we never like it. I, I'll give I it credit. It wrestle, works though. one time. NWO's entrance. And that was it. And even still, do we even need it? Because like the NWO was actually a little bit cooler without it. But yeah. But it worked. Yeah. We're talking about the um, two thousand three version? Two thousand two, yeah. Yeah. But mark my words on this. Um, I'm still holding to this uh, this prediction. Uh, at some point, Karrion Cross will be champion. I believe that too. I that is a prediction. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. at some point champion. he will be champion. Um, mm-hmm. But the... <laughs> I'm Clutch. glad you guys missed what I said. There. Mm. I said, yeah, he will be Impact World Champion. I agree. <laughs> um, so the, like he's, uh, I think he was already that. So. <laughs> I know. Uh, he ain't definitely going back there. He ain't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, back there, buddy. <laughs> Based off how he left, nah, that's not happening. All right. Shout out to MLW. Yeah, I'm like trying to them to... on feature him on their show last night, and he's been in WWE. All right, I- I'll tell you what though. When I brought this list up, I was not intending to be negative about it. Oh, I will God. say that. But as I'm looking, like as we keep going to the next ones, thus far I've given out what a C. Uh, and a D, and now Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Ooh. Um, this is this is the one for me. This is a solid D minus for me. This mm. Loomis stuff has been garbage. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, it has been absolutely <laughs> awful. And don't get me wrong, I thought the Gargano stuff with this week was actually pretty good. Mm. And the whole him doing the whistleblower thing, boy. 
very risky business doing a whistleblower uh storyline on your television show I'm when saying. a whistleblower just got the ceo of your company out of here mm. um mm. Mm. Uh, but they i thought they pulled this off well i thought all the gargano stuff um in that segment was good but i still think the loomis stuff with miz is just not good i think that they've managed to salvage it with the gargano thing that they add in there but the weekly stuff was not good um yeah i now granted loomis has not had a match yet so yeah i'm still in a wait and see mode as far as that's concerned but as far as this angle is concerned i have thought also this has been like doo-doo and i am not a <laughs> fan of um like i guess I, the gargano stuff this week i will say was a interesting twist on it all because I have felt like everything involving The Miz has been stale for about yeah. four years now. And this was like the epitome of stale. I thought that <laughs> that birthday celebration they did for Miz uh, was like the exact Trash. same segment they did earlier this year with the anniversary stuff. Bro, when and... he interrupted uh, Roman and no one cared at Ooh, all. Boy, crickets. Uh, oh, my God. Um, yeah, I I, I I will say though because we just talked about like wrestling humor last week. I do think that some of the humor in that Gargano stuff was actually funny. Him doing the reenactments and it had his face blurred, and you could clearly good. see it was him. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that was good stuff. Uh, I agree with that. Um, my grade for Loomis is a D minus in that anything he's been involved in beyond like that first week when he showed up, I have not enjoyed at all. Um, yeah. And God damn it! Um, I'm looking at the next one. On the Y'all list. are playing big F. The the payoff to this is a match with the Miz. The payoff to this is a no. He's working with the Miz, right? Because it's a F. He's working F. with no, the Miz, yeah, right? But, but but well, no, because the story was that Miz hadn't paid him, so then it turned real. Now he's, he's oh he's, he's, he's okay. With the Miz F out gone. <laughs> All right. Remember when, the, remember when Dexter showed up on, on Twitter with that uh, Dipset shirt while he was uh, working out? <laughs> yeah. yeah, good times, man. <laughs> All right. Hit row. Um, <sighs> I'm nervous. I've had it, Phil. I'm, I'm watching the chat. And <laughs> okay, I will go. Hit row. Uh, D from me, and that uh, the places where I will give them credit, man, the chat is just lighting up. The F's in the chat are dropping, but um, I will say the places where it's working, it has added some depth to the tag division. The places it? where it's not working say, oh. is everywhere else. Um, in that I. They started out hot with the crowd. The crowd was like, hey, we got Hit Row back. It's exciting. It. And those reactions have died ever since. Um, the rap they did in Canada, like, they got booed after the rap, and that was painful to watch. Um, I think this was an act that was probably more complete when they got called up the first time um, because they had their singles competitor in there and now that it is 
not a complete act I would have sent back to NXT to kind of refine what you want them to be as a team. But yeah, this is not working. I am going to say, because I just gave Dexter a D minus, I am going to go the solid D plus for Hit Row. And the reason I'm going to say this, I, I don't think the wrestling's bad. I don't think what they're doing necessarily is bad. I think that WWE immediately told us what they think of Hit Row in several right. ways. I mean, for them to put them straight in the feud with Legato and have them lose without swerve was very telling. And then the next week to have them only win because Shinsuke stepped in and Shinsuke got the win. It's not a great look for them. And that's not their fault. That's the way they're being used. And I think it's also the fact that um, they don't really have tag team feuds. Like they don't have real non-title feuds. And if you're not one of the the teams they've decided is going to be like the challenger of the month for the Usos, then you're doing nothing. And I feel like that's been the issue with that tag division basically all year. And so... I don't think that Hit Row is bad. I do think there's still potential there. I just think they're not using them very well. Do you know what's sad about this list so far? Like, thus far, I don't even ever want to say these words out of my mouth. But, like, it feels like Vince was right on a lot of this stuff. Like, that is... But I don't want to feel that way. And so, like, I think with Hit Row, it was it was one of those cases where... This Friday podcast is crazy. I know! Like, I don't want... Look, I want Hill's Hit leaving. Row. <laughs> Not this is right. Hill's no, out. No. <laughs> like, no. Like, I don't know. Something is not clicking. And, uh... And, like, I can get the desire to want to bring the act back when you saw what you could accomplish with Swerve. But once you knew you couldn't get Swerve back, that should have been the end. That should have been it, or at least you should have gone, okay, well, there was still oh time to... God. Put some respect on Fence's name. Um, like, there was, <laughs> there was still time to develop... Jesus Christ. There's still time to develop Ashanti. There's still time to develop B-Fab. There's still time to develop Top Dollar. Um, what do you mean? Shanti's plenty to develop. What do you mean? And so... Fact. Big develop. Um, there's time to develop. And when I say develop, I don't necessarily mean develop as wrestlers. I mean develop as an act. I mean, like, uh, figure out what you want to do with these guys. Because they just kind of dead dropped them into the show. And were like, hey, remember us? We were here a few months ago. Like, I don't know. that It's just not clicking with me. Um, oh my god, the chat after I said that. Uh, god. Uh, um, we got a super chat. Grand B said, Oh, yeah, in a quote, Will mm-hmm. Washington. I'm, I'm, def- I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. There were yeah, some no. of these that they released that I think Vince was definitely wrong about. No, I mean, um, I think Vince was wrong in releasing Hit Row in the first place, but I think bringing him back without their key singles player was a mistake um, well yeah i i, I think bring, bringing them back without a plan 
was the mm-hmm. biggest issue. All of even this if you're going to bring them, even if you're going to bring them back that way, I think that you've got to decide what the plan is for them moving forward, and they just don't have one. Right. Yeah. Myron says, uh, "Swerve not being there hurts them." Swerve was the true headliner of the act. He was, but remember, uh, if you listen back to Grapsity a year ago, I had concerns about this at the time because uh, Baron Shanky. Uh, <laughs> I had, by the way, shout out RJ City uh, for his. Uh, pointing out that uh, AEW has Swerve and WWE has Veer. And, uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my if you haven't God. watched, I love RJ. Uh, if you haven't watched AEW with Swerve this week, it's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you, I have I had never put that connection together. Until literally RJ City saying it. it Swerve was and Veer. What a guy. Oh my God. Veer. Um, but uh, anyway, it, it's. I had concerns last year when Hit Row got called up. And remember, I was saying in our group chat and I said it on this show, I was like, I'm worried about them presenting them as equals and not mm-hmm. Swerve and Hit Row. And I'm right. like, because you're failing to acknowledge that Swerve is a 12-year veteran, that he's been around the block. You know, he's one of those guys that you should be talking about the same way you talked about uh, a lot of other guys when you, you bring him in of like, this person's wrestled around the world. You know, you brought in Finn Balor and you're like, he is a world-renowned wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's been everywhere. Like, that's how you should have been presenting Swerve on the main roster. They did that in NXT. They talked about where he had been before. But on the main roster, they were just like, yeah, look, it's all these guys. They're all the same. And I was like, I even kind of felt NXT. like at towards the end of the NXT run, it got like that because AJ yeah. started on that show and they were like, oh, we like this guy too. Like, so he's as cool as Swerve was. Like, they but were at least sent it like that. But at least all the way to the end of the NXT run, Swerve at least had a belt. And that was right. at least enough to tell the fans, this that is our singles guy. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he's yeah. the guy in this group. But as soon as they came up to the main roster, they were like, actually, they're all the same. I mm-hmm. thought, no, like, not. literally, if you put all of their matches, if you go to cage match and put all three of their matches together combined, they don't make up one page of Swerve's they don't. wrestling history. Like, mm-hmm. it's not no. the same. They do not have the same experience. And, I, and that's okay. Like, uh, because one has been around much longer than the others. It is yeah. okay. It's just time. It's just time. Yeah, it, um, it's also okay to acknowledge the Swerve with the biggest star of the group. Yeah, um, it's just that's just the truth of the matter. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that means they were dead in the water after he was gone. I think that they could assign them and use them well. I still think they could use them well, but I would question people that are saying that they're just terrible. Name me a storyline that Hit Row has been in since they've been back. Name me an actual feud they've been in since they've been back. The Legato feud that has that isn't really a feud. It's just kind of like one-off matches. There's no story there. Mm-hmm. They haven't. They don't really have anything going there's no programs that they're in they're just kind of there doing arbitrary things every week uh we've got um well thank you kaden he says well looking fresh af in that jacket okay i see fresh as i'm is I mean, I suppose Bow Wow is a topic to to get to. Shout, it shout, some shout out to Bow Wow. Nah. Shout out to Bow Wow, man. You gotta you gotta respect the shot, but uh, nah. Jade played basketball and she got to the body here, bro. Jade got to the blocks. Yeah, you're not about to get nothing past her. All right, I think we can finally get to some better ones now. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano. 
I'm going to go with a C plus for Johnny Gargano. I think mm. Johnny Gargano's matches have been good. I think the segment last week was good. Um, I just said Saturday, I don't like a lot of the humor they're doing with him. But I think that he's got a lot of good will going there. And I mean, I feel like he made the right decision by going back. Um, I'm glad that he's doing Rebel Heart again. I'm glad that they are centering him as a babyface. They're not trying to do that weird heel stuff that they were doing with NXT towards the end. They are specifically going, this guy is a babyface. I like that he has been the guy that was on NXT for a long time, so they don't ignore any of his NXT history. Um, and I think that's been the biggest strength of his of his uh, time on the main roster so far. Mm-hmm. Um, all like I said, all of it isn't for me, but I am going to go with a C plus. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with a B minus. I will say that the humor he's doing has not been for me at all. Yeah, um, yeah. and I thought that he had a bad look against um, uh, what's his name, Baron Corbin. Well, I mean that. Mm, I, I, but that match was too long, and you've got JBL. Yeah, but I, I I will say that I thought the return itself was was excellent. Like that. I think that positioning him with uh, as a semi top guy on the show has also been really helpful for him. Um, and I think that uh, he's going to go out there and show out and have good matches. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's very clear they're behind him. I want to see better um, as far as the use of him is concerned. But I do think that um, ultimately he's probably one of the better returns so far. Definitely. I'm going to go with the C, a solid C. I love Johnny Gargano. I think he's an incredible talent. I think this the humor could get a little bit silly, and but who cares? It's kind of a part of his character. But he's been attached to Baron Corbin and The Miz, and I just can't. I can't. I can't get into anybody that's been attached that are attached to those guys. This, I Cor- this Corbin stuff ain't doing it for me, bro. It's not. Yeah. It's awful. He has the worst theme me, song I've heard in a long. Hor- horrible that's casino theme song. music. Casino commercial music. That is an awful it, song. it absolutely is a uh, uh steak uh steakhouse commercial music. yes it is. It is, <laughs> it, it's it's awful uh jbl doing his uh fox news promo this week yeah see awful. i can't no not yeah, not nah. the dan lambert promo like I nah, like good. why do they keep trying to get this over on these wrestling shows for us because he was in texas and you know what uh, they you know, uh, trying I to guess, get over yeah it, i guess it, it was, was uh but yeah, I think um I think like in six months I'll say that Johnny Gargano's at a B. Like I think he's gonna be the one that like when he gets <laughs> when he gets through this shit and through the shit, like I think in the Royal Rumble he'll have like a strong showing and I think like things are gonna continue forward for him Yo, from here. I didn't even I didn't even think about that, but JBL actually definitely did have steakhouse music. Like you could you could He picture- did, huh? <laughs> You can picture that steak sizzling in a commercial, some some gravy pouring onto a mound of uh, potatoes. <laughs> Longhorn steak girls. He had the longhorns on the front of his <laughs> in front of his limo. Uh, you just yeah, you heard that music, and all you could think of was a blooming onion, bro. Straight like, up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got one that probably will create some controversy here. Oh God. Uh, the next one is. Braun Strowman. Um, can I go? Yes. Sure. Hey. 
He's been the most successful one here. I actually feel like you're not saying like mm. you're saying like a like as in the letter, not a y e like a. This no, is I'm not saying a as in the letter. I think Braun is the one guy that this company gets. They fucking know that people just want to see him destroy people. Get these hands. He's not doing the choo choo shit no more. Like <laughs> honestly, um, <laughs> I think Braun is a guy that WWE just seems to understand. Like, they let him come out there and destroy the tag division, and people were like, actually, the tag division is going to be fine. How many of them guys have been fine since then? Uh, How many of them have you seen since then? Uh, uh, But Braun is a guy, ultimately, the fans were cheering that shit. They were like, yeah, Braun, destroy everybody. Uh, And look, what's the biggest match you could do with Braun Strowman? What is the, the, the biggest thing you could do with him right now? Omos. And they're doing is, it. Is that the biggest thing you could do with them? Uh, at this stage right now, like, yes. Biggest as far as I mean, like size. As in like, what's the story that people like? It is Goliath Yeah, no, people Goliath, like right? that. They want to see them shoulder block each other and nobody moves and they, they I... want to see them do the big giant shit. Oh, man. Especially in over where they're going to be and they're going to eat that shit uh, up. Oh, man. We're going to be we're going to be polar opposites on this. I don't think the bronze stuff is good. Um, I don't, I don't think the Braun stuff is good. And I think he is indicative of the problem with a lot of these returns is that they don't have a real plan for him. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that he's definitely over, but I think that he was one of those guys that they should have never released. Um, agreed. I think that, I I mean, I think it was just a case of he was being paid too much. I think they were like, yeah, "Ah, shit, he's a, we got like, if we can cut any like millionaires off our roster, we should like do that now. And that Mm -hmm. was, I think. Yeah, I so I'm gonna go with a B because I can't say that he looks bad. Doesn't look bad. Right. I I just think that for a few weeks they were doing this the squash matches over and over again, and I feel like we're past that with Braun. Braun has been a former champion. That's how I feel too. You don't you don't have to you don't have to do all of that stuff to get us to believe he is a monster again. We already been here. We've been down that road. Um, mm-hmm. and there's no way that you get me to believe that a guy that is pretty still inexperienced in Omos, is a big match. Like, that's not a big match for Braun. We're talking about a guy that's had matches with Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. That's not a big match for him. That's a that's a match to do something with Omos because we're not doing anything else with Omos. But it ain't a big match. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with... I like Will's, Will Washington's point here that they are doing... Like, this is exactly what people want out of Braun Strowman. Like, they brought him back and they were like, fair. let's have him... Tackle people, be big, destroy people. I mean, look at the YouTube views on everything he's doing. It's like yeah. people are just I mean, like, yeah, he's people like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people people like Braun, and that's why I'm like, he was one of those guys that he's a he's an attraction guy. He's everything mm-hmm. that WWE wants to do with characters and larger than life guys. He fits there. He belongs there. But I I, I that's why I'm saying I don't think they should ever release them. But I still think there's a problem here because what is the ceiling for Braun right now? Right. I'm going to go with the B minus just because there's not really like how, how many matches has he had? Like, there's not really a lot. I like the Otis match, by the way. The, the Otis match was excellent. Um, yeah. Otis has been excellent. Otis has I, been hidden. Honestly, Otis has been excellent, man. Look, mm-hmm. him doing the Chris Farley stuff this week just was a little bit of a hint of who he was as Wrecking Machine mm-hmm. Otis. And I mean, Heavy Machinery Otis. But and I was just like, just turn him back to a face, man. Just right. let him be who he was. Let him have personality again. 
He's just way more entertaining. They could do like, that same act that they're doing as a face. Yeah, when he when he busted out the worm this week, I popped for it because I was like, we haven't seen him do it in so long. Mm-hmm. I, I love Otis, man. Just let Otis be Otis. I mean, Otis that act is essentially a face act, kind of. They they they're not positioned like yeah, that roster, but fans cheer him. Yeah, I mean, just let him be uh, heavy machinery, Otis. Again, I I think it's not his fault that you guys put the money in the bank on him and then. Uh, bungled it. That wasn't his fault. It wasn't because yeah. he wasn't over. That was because you guys fucked up. He wasn't still over even when they were fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? People uh, liked all say... that courtroom stuff and the stuff mm-hmm. he was doing with Miz. I, right. I thought it was kind of goofy, but people loved it. Mm-hmm. My only one beef with Braun Strowman has been back in 2016, I was at a house show <laughs> and I had front row seats and Braun just stood in front of me and I couldn't see. And so I said, hey, Ron, like he like take two steps like to the left just so like I can see. You know what he did? He backed up and got closer. It was like <laughs> I'm gonna block this man's view. You're not gonna see nothing the rest of this the, as long as I'm out here. <laughs> and Ron just stood there in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you gave him a though. But you gave him a though. <laughs> I know, right? That's how generous I am. Wow. Um, now, this next one hasn't gotten to do much, mm-hmm. but uh, I do think a loss off the bat already hurt this particular person. I am referring to one Candice LeRae. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, uh, this is, again, I think one of the issues with these returns is it's just like, here's a return. Cold. And it's like, I feel like you can't drop someone ca- like Candace in cold because she doesn't have the goodwill that Johnny had. She right, doesn't right. have the fanfare that Johnny does. Um, I feel like you've got to build up story. You got to give, you got to give her something to do. And it doesn't feel like they've had any plan for Candace since she got back. It was just kind of like, here's Candace LeRae. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool. But yeah, so far it's a, it's a, it's a dud. And I, yeah, I don't want to no. say it's a dud in the sense that she's not good. Cause she's incredible. No, she's she's great. a great wrestler. Um, and I think she's good at character stuff when they give her the chance to, but they haven't really given her anything to do. And so just based off of that alone, I'm just going to go with a D. And yeah, that's a reluctant D, but that's just, that's not her fault. That's how they're using I like it. Candace so I, much. I PWG, young boy, like it sucks to say, but damn, they're just not using her well at the time. It was. It's a D for me as well. I think mm-hmm. that um, the hard thing for me is that there was a way to do this. Yep. I think that, look, she had a baby this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looks great. Looks mm-hmm. great. God, video package that man. Like, tell well, us. I hate, that, I hate that we have to do that. By the way, when women come back, oh, they look great, but she doesn't. Right. Look great. No, yeah. but but I mean, it is like, look, if it were up to me, look, I am a dad. I recognize that when my wife got three months maternity leave, that was not enough time. Right. Um, and like, if it were actually I'll take that back, she got a year with Beta, um, but there was circumstances around that. But um, either way. I recognize how much time it takes to get back to your normal self. And that's, that's in a non-athletic yeah. position. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about in an athletic position, it, it's just, I am so encouraged by it when I see it. It's, it's, uh, I'm inspired. I, I'm in awe. I am. And so the fact that she did that, I think that's a story of triumph. That's oh, that, story. I, that, that they should have told us. Like, mm-hmm. this is somebody yeah. that they, that they should have built it up more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should have built it up. And uh, that's 
that's how I feel. I feel like just dropping her in and just being like, look, it's Candace. You know who she is. Yeah. And fans are like, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> dropping her in cold was a mistake. Yeah. It's funny because there's been a bunch of times where they could have done this, like, before in the past with wrestlers. Like, I know the rest, the fans are going to know who these wrestlers are. You could drop them in like that from NXT or even if you just, you know, just sign them. But they've been doing it recently, and it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we remember – some of us remember them from NXT, but a lot of the live crowds don't remember that shit or don't – or it's out of their mind or whatever. They're like – these are fresh new faces to them. Some people don't know who Karrion Cross is. They don't know who, who Candace is or, you know what I mean? So this is fresh. You got to tell us why we care. Yo. Uh, uh, Orion Ben says, give me Candace in war games. God, mom of death match. Yes. She should be one of the she, women in the, she death, should be in, in, the, um, in the match in war games. Um, Orion's other comment that was not, not a super chat and him acknowledging that they spent more time, doing build-up for Lacey's return than they did for Candace. <laughs> they did. And boy, that Lacey return... Whatever happened to her? ...has been a flop, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's, and that's no knock at um, Lacey, because I think when they do handle her well, um, she can be an asset, but stop trying to force her into being a baby face. Just make it no. real, man. Yeah. She's just more... She's just better at the heel. Mm-hmm. It was good when they were doing the Southern Belle stuff, and she was I coming mean, out and teasing and then walking away. That stuff was good. Look, I'm not a fan of, of Fox News gimmicks on TV, but I will say if there's anybody I truly believe in one of those roles, <laughs> it's Lacey. She fits the role. Like when she was telling them stories, we were like, yep, mm-hmm, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, she's Liberty Bell. She's Liberty yeah. Bell from, uh, right. from Glow. From Glow. Be Liberty. <laughs> All right, two more. A favorite topic here on Grab City, Bray Wyatt. Um, man, it's so soon. I know it's only it's been less than a month. He hasn't wrestled. He has. He's only done the the promos. Um, it's hard for me to grade him because it's like, what is the end goal here? Can I grade then? Right now, now granted, your grade can change, of course. I see it happen with my kids, and I, I have seen what can happen. I, you can start out really well and then fall off. At the moment, he gets an A+, and I will tell you why. Um, because, of course, I said it's only been a month since he's been back, but we had a month before that. They got everybody talking. They had everybody going with the White Rabbit stuff um, to the point of where they had people – going into extreme rules ready uh that's all they wanted to see that massive reaction he got the fact that he had there was a bump on tv the next night he wasn't even on raw but people were like okay we want to see what the follow-up is ended up being on smackdown people wanted to see it there hasn't been any wrestling yet but the fact is people are interested in what he's doing and the promo he did so far, the two promos he's done so far in the ring, were good stuff. It's an A-plus right now. I think that everything he's done so far has been a hit. Um, now. Mm-hmm. Has the Howdy stuff been a hit? I mean, it's only one week of it so far. Um, I don't know. I'm interested. I don't know what it is. But thus far, I'm not like, get this off my TV. Uh, I have not felt that with Bray yet. And, so, and I have felt that with Bray a lot over the years. So the fact <laughs> that I haven't felt that yet. Yeah, I feel pretty it, good about it so far. Um, it's uh, 
All right, we're guessing it's Bo Dallas buying this mask, right? Yeah, it looks like right. Bo Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. I hope this just all builds to them, like him Bray going into the locker room, and then Uncle Howdy walks in, and they just just sing uh, "Gonna Paint Your Wagon" together, and like do like the whole "Gonna Paint Your Wagon." <laughs> this show is full of the Simpsons references today, and this is great. You should just um, do the "Paint Your Wagon," man. Like that would be amazing. Um, I. I I'm so tempted to just say A because uh, I think they've handled his return better than better than anybody's return in terms of everything they've done for him, the way that they've built up to this return. It's everything I've been asking them to do with the other returns. Um, right. They actually gave us time to get ready for it. Um, I definitely think Bray was one of those guys that Vince was wrong about. They shouldn't have released him in the first place. Not at um, all. And I think that they've done a great job of rewarding fans for being excited for his return. Um I, as crazy as it sounds, Bray has had the best return of the year. And it sounds crazy to say that in a year with Cody Rhodes, but he's had the best return of the year. Um, uh, I think Cody's was. I think Bray's was better. I, I, nah. I mean, the I fact think... that Cody came in, had a match, had the match of his WWE career, like, I don't know. I don't Well, know. the reason I say that is because they had had us hyped for weeks off of nothing for Bray. Like, they basically were giving us the QR codes. People were into it. Um, they had people hyped for uh, for just them playing music in the in the arenas in between commercial breaks. No, nah, you, could, you couldn't do that with Cody. I mean, to be fair, they never once said Cody's name the whole time. In yeah, that but I'm just saying that there was really no real build for Cody coming there. I feel like the build with all that White Rabbit stuff was better than anything they did with Cody. Um, to be honest with you, all of the Cody stuff succeeded because Cody came straight in and wrestled one of the best guys they have on the roster. And But it's true. I mean, listen, we've been sitting on this podcast talking about the Austin Theory stuff ain't working. Banger match this week. Who did he wrestle? <laughs> uh, what's your grade, Reg? Uh... Um, I'm going to give the guy, uh, this is annoying. I'm going to give him a B minus because I I thought you were going to be like F he ruined my week. No, 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 (laughs) no, because what I was talking about didn't have anything to do with this. That was just me being in my shit. I think what it, it's kind of like the uh, the Braun Strowman thing. Like he's been brought back to being who he should, and this is how you should book him. This is Bray Wyatt. This is the shit, and they're doing exactly all the things that they 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 should be doing. Uh, it's not a, a total A for me because some of it is kind of not for me. But the I think is so disappointed in you. Yeah, Reg, let the hate flow through you. What is no? This? <laughs> I can't see you guys. I no, what, what he's doing is great, and I think that yeah. The, all, all the White Rabbit stuff was so well executed. I love that WWE specifically did that because they don't do shit like that. So no, that, and, that helps it out for me, for sure. And, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think that they have uh, planned and executed a return this well in a long time. And that's right. why I say it's the best return in the year. Like this was when like Jericho used to come back. Like he yeah, used to be we, really We haven't seen like anything this. like this in, in wrestling in a long time. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Uh... This one's tough because um, it's only been a month. Uh, the Good Brothers. 
Uh, come on, man. Honorary, honorary <laughs> GB. We got to get a guy a good grade, man. The guy is is, is working um, New Japan people and and getting people on the internet uh, mad. We've got him bring it back to shirts. Are you kidding me? I've already ordered an OC shirt. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Honestly, I, I really like what they're doing. The, they keep getting hit in the, the dick, and then they sell it for a really long time. And then Gallo's slammed by Rhea Ripley. Is are you serious? Hilarious. Come on, man. Machine Gun doing the Sour Boy face on yeah. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Sour Boy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, In terms of Sour them just... The worst. On, yeah. <laughs> on them being on TV and everything, they haven't really done anything. Uh, of course, I'm just popping myself on just. I just think they're hilarious. I think they're great. Um, I'm. They're definitely one of those guys too. I thought they messed up. They probably were paying them too much, like they were doing yes. Ron, and they were you just like, oh, "Why are they getting paid this much? Let's get them out of here." Uh, <laughs> uh, but all, all of the funny stuff around it, like the 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 tweets of him saying he's never coming back and now he's on the saudi tour he's on nxt all this stuff is hilarious uh i'm gonna go with a b just because they haven't really done anything but come on these guys belong with aj it just looks right i'm glad they're back i think this is going to be my very rare a for uh, a return because this man is working new japan pro wrestling at the same, like he booked a sh- two shows on the same day, New Japan and WWE. I, that is crazy. I am gonna guys. throw out a, I am gonna throw out a bold prediction. By the way, I think he is gonna end up wrestling with that title at Wrestle Kingdom. Really? You think that was the 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 the, the trade off? I think th- I think that is why he's still working this. I think he's mm. gonna hold this out and hold the title all the way to January. Wow, that would be very interesting. Especially I think he if is anybody gonna... from AEW ends up working that show, and you know, there's a lot of requests to do so. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just gonna throw that bold prediction out there. I think he's gonna hold that title until January. I'm giving it a B plus, by the way. I think that um, AJ feels complete with it. He does, uh, and it's given um, the Judgment Day more to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so look, it wasn't all negative, guys, oh. um, that ultimately there was, because uh, what, this started out with a whole lot of, uh, ah, shit, and, uh, but it found its way back. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the trend that I saw from all of this, I think we all want to see all of these people that come back succeed. Nobody yeah. wants any guys, any of these guys to come back and fail. No um, but I, I do think that WWE has set some of them up for failure by not having a real plan for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, it seems um, like they're getting it together. With like, as we said, it was getting better towards the half, the the bottom half of it. So, like, I think from here on, they're figuring out that they can't just drop people in cold, and we need a little bit of WD forty before they throw them on in here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, we got. Let's see, nah, a couple. Man. Oh, couple more okay. super chats. I was going to make a reference to it. But again, you guys don't watch Atlanta Live every week like I do. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing this week was uh, Al fixing a trailer. And he was watching YouTube videos on how to fix a trailer. And the title of the video was, These Backhoes Ain't Loyal. <laughs> These Backhoes? <laughs> <laughs> that is silly. Uh, Eloquent says, Y'all heard WSG10LP yet? 
Um, he done did it again. Music, Thank I, you for bringing it up. I've been trying to talk about this damn album on this podcast for two weeks now. This album is incredible. West Side Gun did it again. And yesterday, I just can't believe a great thing happened. What a life I live. Like, the time that we <laughs> live yeah, in. Nobody even knows. You have to tell us what it is. <laughs> the times that we live in are so crazy. Because, like, imagine in, like, 1996. <laughs> imagine there's a there's a tool in 1996. And you're just, and like, everybody on the world is on it. And you could get followers and oh, Tupac we didn't we didn't talk you. about Emma. My bad I, to cut you off, but we didn't oh. we didn't talk about Emma. It's been one show. Uh, yeah. I can't. So she's out. Yeah. Imagine in 1996, there's a thing, a platform, and Tupac follows you. Tupac's your favorite rapper in the world. You love all of his shit, and he follows you. I'm not comparing this man to Tupac. That sounds crazy. I'm gonna try to clip me. I'm just saying, like, imagine your favorite rapper in the world. You have a thing, and that person follows you. That happened for me. So very soon, it's happening. I'm West Side Gun did follow Red. West Side Gun followed Red. I can't even, like, I don't even, I'm acting like a little fan. I'm supposed to be hard. It's fucking Griselda. But yes, 10 is fucking hard. Super Cake Party is crazy. The track with Black Star is, I, like, I haven't heard Talib Kweli rap like this in Wait, so long. Wait, there's a track long. with Black Star in there? Yeah, it was, yeah, it's crazy. It's wow. insane. I, it's, I haven't listened wild. to the album yet, so. It's nuts. It's it's like, it might be the best song on the whole album, honestly. Talib Kweli, uh, uh, he's been into controversial shit, but he went crazy on this shit. An amazing album. If you haven't heard it, please listen to it. The last track is uh, called Red Death. Shout out to Daniel Garcia, and it has, like, all the, all the stars on it. It's fire. Um. I saw somebody say that uh, Westside is doing what DJ Khaled thinks he's doing with collabs right now because <laughs> yes. the, the music is actually good. And I was exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, every like, time DJ Khaled announced some shit, I'm like, it's not, it doesn't feel authentic though. It's like you just got all the biggest, you got went through your phone and went through all the biggest You got the other guys now, man. And got them. It's um, yeah, I haven't listened to the album yet. There's so much music. I like, I haven't listened to the Gibbs album yet. Mm. Um, I listened to some of the Drake uh, 21 album this morning. Um, mm, there's a lot Drake of controversy is, with that this morning. Drake is rapping, rapping again. I will give him that because okay. when I when I first started, I was like, okay, are we doing this uh, this Lover's Lament stuff you were doing before? Are we doing techno music? What are we mm. doing? And so I was like, oh, it's actually rap. There's some bars on here. Okay, I'm going to bump now, it down. Now, of course, he is... Uh, Already upset the Meg stands and yeah, no, so, it's been oh, bad, no. bad, bad. This I don't know morning, about man. uh, I don't know, kind of rough out here, rough going for my guy. Uh, it's funny because you wouldn't, he's not a guy that usually takes sides like that. That's what kind of surprises me about it. Well, the way that I read the line, man, I am very choose my words carefully here. I'm like, we can move on if you. Play. I haven't heard the song. I've only seen the line, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, know yeah. I don't know. In the I don't know it in the context goes, of the song so, yet. Right. So the the line is, uh, uh, lied about getting shot, but she's still a stallion. Um, and that's now, like for, that's not a subliminal. That is a direct shot. I know it's a direct shot, but I will say this: it is if you interpret it as a double entendre, it's lied about getting lied about mm-hmm. getting ass shots right still stallion though yeah yeah yeah. um and so that's how i read the line at, at first and i was like why would you even why would you say that song though? either way yeah either way it's just and so again i'm not trying to shoot him bail but i'm just like why would you do that like that 
just it's such poor taste. On an but album anyway. called about supposed to be what is it called? Her loss or some shit or whatever it's called. Well, I mean that the title of it is everything at this point that you'd expect it is. It's him mm-hmm. being toxic, toxic petty boy Drake and that shit that y'all like the captions that everybody's with. Oh, no, exactly. And yeah. so I I knew that that's what was coming. And man, when I tell you Twenty One Savage has been having a run, and I mean, I expected more of 20, 21 Savage on this album because every guest feature he's had this year has been it. fire. Shout out to the homie um, Meezy out there. Yeah, no, 21 Savage is going crazy yeah, right now. Uh, yeah, but nah, Drake Drake uh, definitely messed up on this one. Uh, yeah, probably not the bet in this climate. Like, how could you nah, think that was a good idea? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this climate of us starting the show with me telling a certain person, it's all right to just shut up. Um, uh, well, that goes uh, hand in hand with our next uh, super chat. This one's from Chai Town Spurs. He says, as a Jewish fan of the oh. show, I wanted to say thank you for all your comments on Kyrie and Ye over the last couple of weeks. Really means a lot to us, and I'm more encouraged on seeing so many people denounce them than I was before. Um, I mean, look, I uh, I think it's I maybe mentioned it on Ask Grapsity. I don't think it's been mentioned on Grapsity itself. But look, um, I have ethnically jewish children um and that is like 50 percent because yep. my wife's 100 percent. like that. right and so it's one of those things where like man i have heard some really really awful shit said um of course i've heard awful shit said about black people i've heard it my entire life right yeah. um but then like being in such close proximity to um to jewish people the way i have been the last 13 years of my life i've also heard some really awful shit said and so like i have to take a step back and and think about like um i don't like seeing people being pitted against each other when there are people out there that hate both Right. That's what yeah. I don't understand about it. Like, how as yeah. a black person can we judge anybody when we're the most scrutinized? Like, I couldn't bring hate to anybody because there's so much hate brought to me. I couldn't imagine uh, mm-hmm. trying to single out another group when my group is so, you know, attacked all the time. It just it's crazy to me. It's like when in high school, there used to be a lot of like blacks versus Mexicans battles in school it was bad but i'm like i love my brown brothers i could never we're in the same fight how are we how could we ever go against them when we're all fighting the same exact fight it's just super confusing to me this whole thing is like i don't know why they're standing so hard on why Kyrie and Kanye are standing so hard on whatever they're trying to stand on. It's yeah, insane to so me. so hard no more on it. Yeah, Kyrie, well, yeah, Kyrie's Kanye, now Kanye. like, actually, I was just kidding. I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, Kanye is still super. And I don't I don't know what, uh, he, what, he, he's what tried the to throw is. He's tried to throw out apologies now. But mm. um, I mean, did I, you see Kanye on Twitter yesterday? He is not throwing out apologies right now. Mm. Well, of course, he's always going to find a way to back Now his though. Twitter is back reinstated. He is like... Thanks, thanks, Elon. Yeah, just thanks going full four. Now, honestly, um, I know Twitter has been my platform for the last uh, however many years, but I have genuine concerns. And we need that, an exit plan at this point. Like guys. next week, um, I have a feeling Twitter is going to look completely different next week. Oh, it's and elections next week. Huh? Not, not well. Elections next Tuesday, right? But Monday yeah. is the confirmed day 
that they are going to allow the paying for check marks thing. And just like I suspected, paying for clout, buddy. Everybody gets one. It's not a case of you still have to verify your identity. It's simply you pay the eight bucks, you get the check mark. Anybody. Anybody. Elon, Elon, oh, Elon, Elon came in with the syndrome plan. Nah, because, you know, nah, when, when everybody has super with... superpowers, nobody's super. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, the bots are about to go crazy. They're nah, about to get out of all them eight bucks. So, yeah, and the, and the hard thing is because people have seen the check mark as a bit of a superiority thing. And look, I am not somebody verified, but I am somebody who recognizes the benefit of the verification, which is simply that again we're simply talking about authenticity we're right, simply yeah. talking about the check mark being there to prove that somebody is who they're supposed to be so therefore you can trust them and i'm not meaning trust in terms of them being honest or telling the truth but simply that you can trust that it is this person that's mm -hmm. it that's what it's supposed to be um which is funny because when you think about why i opened a twitter in the first place i don't know if i've ever told the story on grapsity but I resisted Twitter for a long time. And then somebody informed me that there were two fake Will Washingtons on Twitter back in oh like 2010. God. I had to create an account because of the fact that I was uh, being, um, I, I was being yeah, I was being spoofed on Twitter. <laughs> there were, yeah, I was being impersonated. There were two impersonators on Twitter. I managed to get one account removed. Uh, and then the other one, actually gave up the handle to me because mm. William RBR was my name on every single platform. I was my Xbox Live handle. That was everything. I was William RBR. But uh, somebody was squatting on the handle on uh, Twitter so and, post and posting like spoof statuses as me. And so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so um, I was like, uh, okay, I should... So we ended up talking it through and it was like, Please give me the the Twitter handle, mm. and they did. They gave it up to me, and so that's how I've gotten it since. But yeah, that um, was the reason I joined Twitter in the first place. But so I recognize what it's like having spoofers out there, right? And what the benefit of being able to prove. Think about how many times people get them DMs from fake Alexa Bliss and and whatnot. Could you imagine now fake Alexa Bliss with a check mark showing up in your DMs? Talking yep. about they uh, paid eight dollars. That's ew, it's nasty. <laughs> it's gonna get awful out here, you guys. Uh, yeah, man. I, again, I think that that's part of why it's been a dour week. I would love nothing more to to sit and talk about how much I love love basketball. You you guys know how excited I've been about basketball since it comes back. I are you kidding me? Every day that basketball's on TV, I've been sitting watching. I've basically watched Same. every televised game. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I Good don't want to be the Nuggets last night. By the way. Yeah, I don't want to be talking about any of this Kyrie nonsense. I just want to I just want to watch basketball. I want the Nets to be in a good situation. I don't want to be talking about none of that. But the guy puts us in a bad situation when you continually I don't care that you don't like that Nick Friedel said promotion, continually promoting something that had hate speech in it. Mm -hmm. And people can go, Oh, well the movie wasn't anti Semitic. It had an Adolf Hitler quote in it. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? And I see people do all of the whataboutism. Oh, well, it's on Amazon. That's what Jay Williams said yesterday. 
It's on Amazon. Why is it on Amazon? Why are we why are we having the same outrage for Amazon? <laughs> yeah, we should be upset that Amazon is selling this. They shouldn't allow third parties to put something on their site and sell it. You're absolutely correct. But at the same time, we wouldn't be talking about this documentary at all if one of the most famous basketball players in the world didn't screenshot it and put it on their social media account. You got to be more responsible than that. You just can't do that. And when asked questions about it, all you had to do was like, hey, I don't believe in that. I am not anti-Semitic. Um, I, I thought it was an interesting documentary. I misjudged the situation. Move on. That's it. But you spending from Sunday to last night trying to be evasive and not answer questions is stupid. And that's why I said at the top of this show, he needs to shut the fuck up. Because if you're not just going to answer the question, then move on and shut up. Like all of this, I, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not this. I'm not that. Just answer the goddamn question. Mm-hmm. Easy as that. And beyond Kyrie, I don't want to talk basketball because my team are being very silly right now, you guys. I, I don't mean, know what y'all are doing. Y'all didn't have a good start last year, though. And I know, but NBA this is silly. Yeah, no, I so. know. At the end of the year, no one, like I said, I'm going to keep saying, I'm going to say to every podcast until the end of the season, no one can beat the Warriors four times. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, and so, again, I don't want to be coming down hard on the guy. I have been trying not to come down hard on the guy because I, I like Kyrie. I, this isn't I just like Kyrie thing. Um, but I just don't think it was wise from the beginning to try and be evasive, to be asked questions in a press conference and, you know, try and, and, and moonwalk out of the question and try and get upset when there's a follow-up question. Just give a clear and concise answer, clarify what you mean, clarify what you were looking for from this thing and move on. And then once it got as bad as it was, just apologize, bro. Just admit I handled this wrong. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. That's Chris it. Watson says, content suggestion. Y'all should do a live stream of you guys doing a tier list ranking of every Power Rangers series. I think me and Phil could probably do that. Reg would be mm-hmm. like, what the fuck am I doing here after Mighty Morphin? That's but, it. Uh, <laughs> this one. Uh, let's see. We've got another one from Glick Foley, who's <laughs> <is> a great <laughs> Glick <name>. Foley. <laughs> He says, with Punk still out six plus months, if TK wanted him back, wouldn't it serve both sides to create this perception that Punk's done so the cloud of uncertainty isn't hanging over AEW? Also allows Punk to take his time rehabbing. It's a good point. I I don't know that that's the case right now, but um, it's not a bad point. Uh, A new rag says, does AEW have an end goal for the JAS-BCC feud? It feels like an eternity. I don't know about you guys, but I prefer Brian Solo. Need fresh feuds for Brian. I agree that I want to see, like, it's been going on since before Double or Nothing. A long we, time. long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've got to get to the, the conclusion to this soon. Um, I'll say just this one more thing, because I see somebody that keeps saying stuff in our chat about why to see old people an apology. When have melanated people ever been given an apology? Um, you're absolutely right that um, I don't think the response to anti-black stuff is as is isn't as good, and that it's okay to say both things. It's okay to say that um, when it comes to anti-black things, people don't respond as as well. We saw that with Kanye stuff and how he was saying trash stuff about black people for the longest, and it, and soon as he it became anti-Semitic, they canceled him. It's okay to say that, but again, that doesn't make what they're doing is right, and it doesn't mean that they do not oh people clarification i feel like look we should be demanding out of 
anti-black rhetoric what they got out of anti-Semitic yeah. rhetoric. Definitely. That is the proper response. I agree mm -hmm. with that. I don't believe that the proper response to that is, well, y'all don't take care of anti-black rhetoric, so we should be able to say anti-Semitic rhetoric. Right. No, no, no. we need too, to be too, taking too care of don't make a right. Here, yeah, too man. wrong. Yeah, I'm not a believer exactly. in too wrong to make a right. I mm -hmm. think we need to take care of how anti-black rhetoric is handled. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and also fight it, not right. fight it with anti-Semitic rhetoric. Right. That's, yeah. And it I doesn't mean, do anything for anybody. Yeah. And I mean, while we're while we're on this low tech top topic, because we'll just go ahead and say it. I didn't talk about it when we were talking about the rap stuff. Um, the takeover stuff, the takeoff stuff was a real downer, man. Yeah, um, I, I have it in the topics list, and, and I wanted it, to talk about takeoff because it, it was it was Holy a real shit. downer for for a lot of reasons for me. Um, I I think you know, and I'm not this huge Migos fan, but I think in terms of technical ability, I think he was the best member. Um, I think he had the best flow. I think that a lot of times he had the best verse. Uh, are you kidding me? His verse on Commando. Um, the some of their early records and how you know he kind of defined their sound in terms of flow and everything um he is extreme he was extremely important to that group um he was a quiet guy he wasn't the front man like like Quavo was he wasn't a you know he wasn't you know hanging out with Ric Flair and doing all of the you know outlandish stuff or married to one of the hottest female rappers in, in this era like uh, Offset um, but when you look at the music and when you look at, you know, stuff like, you know, the content he was giving us, are you, I mean, I'm from Chicago and seeing him get a Hebrew Brantley cover for his solo album. I thought that was dope. Um, again, not a big Migos fan, but I love seeing those guys win. And so, man, to just get up and see that that guy is gone at 28, it's just really sad, man. And it's just like, I just feel like. It, this is just too often, man. We've gotten on this podcast too many times and it said rest in peace to a young rapper or devoted to a young rapper. This this just has to stop happening, man. It, we've got to do better. It's... Trauma, man. This isn't new. At five years old, I knew people who got shot. At 10 years old, I knew people who got shot. At 13 years old, I knew people who got shot. Nine years old, I see people get shot. It's like people don't know how much this happens. Every day I hear gunshots outside. I live in Oakland, California. It's There's a war on black men, and uh, we're fighting it against each other a lot of the times. And it goes along with the same things I was just talking about, how we're just continuously fighting these wars, so how can we fight against other people? But it's there's so much behind it. It's it's this is a jungle outside, man. There's the in Texas, in Chicago, in Oakland, in New York, all these places are jungles. They put all these people there that are hungry. Some of them are egos. There's so many factors that go into what can happen in an instant. So many things happened before that instant instance with, with, with takeoff that led to that. And it doesn't have to do with rap. It doesn't have to do with them being an entertainer. It doesn't have to do with fucking them trying to get jewelry from him. It's a deeper, darker 
nasty life that's lived outside. And I don't know, honestly, we keep talking, we talk about it every fucking week at this point, every three days, there's a rapper that dies. I don't know if there's ever will be anything to stop this. And it's very heartbreaking and discerning and it really fucks me up. Beyond that, Migos did so much for hip hop. They changed the entire game of hip hop. They changed the fucking landscape. There's rappers in, in California, rappers in Arizona, rappers in New York that rap like these three dudes from Atlanta. They changed the whole, they changed how yeah. people rap, yeah. how people say their words, how people, they defined an era. There's rappers that came after them because of them. Mumble rap or whatever was off the backs of what these guys were doing, and they weren't mumble rapping, just didn't understand it. They did so yeah. much. So this was so uh, fucked up to wake up to yeah. and see that a 28-year-old guy that changed something that I loved, he changed he had to play a part in changing it. And for him to just be taken away like that is very fucking awful. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of coming on this podcast and saying, rest in peace to a fucking rapper for being murdered. I don't know what to do. I wish I could help and fuck. Yeah, I mean, on that, I do think they were one of the most influential rap groups of this era. I think when, when you look at their influence on trap music, it cannot be understated. Um, and these guys are still winning. It's not like, you know, they had just recently basically broken up, um, but they just came out with an album. They're just doing the, the unk and few thing. Um, and a lot of music I heard from it is good. Um, we just saw Takeoff do an interview where he's saying he wanted he wants his flowers, man. It's just I know that it sucks, that, man. That, thinking about that quote was really what got me because yeah, I agree. Um, Phil said something in our um private chat, and uh, I it really stuck with me because yeah, waking up to that news. Um, look, I I've done enough talking about gun violence on various podcasts I've done. I'm never going to stop talking about it because um, it's taken people I care about and it nearly took me and I I can't deal with, with gun violence in, in really any particular um, way. It's, it's always too much. And to see, yeah, again, you know, growing up, I was nine years old. Yes, I was nine years old when Tupac was shot September 6th uh, and then died the 13th. Um, and I was nine, Biggie died. And I remember there was this kind of collective gathering of people around the industry kind of going almost like a, we can't have this again. Um, we can't have this happening to our stars again. And for a little bit of time, I felt like there was kind of this mood of not trying to let stuff like that happen again. And then of course, Jam Master J was killed in, in 2002. And then that was like a, a sense of, okay, so there's obviously no limits because Jam Master J didn't fuck with nobody. Right. Um, and Phil said in our group chat, that there just seems to be this lack of value for human life at the moment. And um, I felt that when he said that because, yeah, I don't know. I am, 
I know it, it, it's it's corny, and I'm a 35 year old dad, so like, take of this what you will. But like, there is a piece of me that woke up the other morning. Uh, was that Tuesday morning? Um, that that news uh, hit that takeoff was gone, and I had to just sit back and just think. I just sat and listened to to Migos for a little bit, and. I felt like, I don't know, man, somewhere along the way, um, the, the love stopped being there. And like, I know Reg, you said it's, it's not just a music thing. And I agree that it's not just a music thing, but I do think that, um, their music is reflective of culture it's always going to be that's what music is as a matter of fact i would say music is in a sense the biggest influence we have i think that um when you think about i mean look at how the numbers exist how air force one skyrocketed when people i mean when that song dropped right everybody wanted to have an even before that adidas with uh, run dmc adidas with run dmc it didn't matter there is no bigger influence out there think about how many women you knew posting the status um of uh uh i'm 100 percent that bitch uh Mm. when that song dropped Music mm-hmm. is the most influence, influential thing we have. And it is a reflection of our where we are as people and as a culture. And um, I was working out yesterday. And for whatever reason, um, look, I, I grew up with a dad that hated hip-hop music. Um, and I never quite understood why. But I started to throw on music from his era. And then I started to get it. Um, that again music is a reflection of of culture and experiences and so for me i didn't see what he saw because hip-hop was a reflection of everything around me it was a reflection of where i was growing up the time i was growing up in so i didn't see what he saw but you know my dad on the other hand he was that don cornelius era right my dad grew up with uh soul train was was everything my dad grew up with right and like so for whatever reason i was working out and i decided um this was just two days ago this was on wednesday it was like i'm gonna throw on uh the shit my dad grew up with why not started with some al green and i just worked my way down right it was just a random playlist that started out of my youtube music library and it really did get me feeling like I don't know if music is where I want it to start or if it just has to start in my day to day. But again, going back to what Phil was saying at the top of the show about telling the people in your life, you love them. I just feel like societally and musically and all of that, that's where I want to be. And if I have to do what I can to make that happen, I'm going to, but like, I am in this mode of just, I just want to spread love everywhere i go and that's what i'm gonna do um and hopefully it's a little contagious but i feel like it's showing the people around us that we value them i think is the best thing we've got to get back to doing as people yeah i i i definitely think um 
I definitely think a lot of this too is uh, just show appreciation to these artists when they're here, man. It seems sad to say that because um, I do think that for a while Migos unfairly got a lot of the labels from uh, some of the other rap from this era that wasn't good. Yep. And when you look at some of the music they were making and how much they were influencing um, rap, I don't think they get enough credit for that. They don't. I don't think I don't think they get enough credit for not just the music, the stuff that they were doing outside of music, like that uh that whole academics moment and uh yep. look like I got left off bad and bougie. That was one of the <laughs> biggest clips on the internet at one point. Yeah. Look like I got left off bad and bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, and. <laughs> No, so like when you just look at like wh- what the Migos ended up doing, like them popping up on Atlanta in that first season, and just their impact, um, I just don't think they got the credit for it. Their their appearances right. on all kinds of things, their appearances on the on the on the uh, what do you call it, uh, carpool karaoke, and all the things they've done. Right, they did the, uh, the Kids Choice Awards, and they talk about like cocaine and stuff. That's like my, that's my, monumental. <laughs> My daughter's um, dance recital is to walk it like I talk it. Right. Um, and that's what they're practicing to. So I did for my daughter, like first thing in the morning, we got in the car to drive to school. And um, I told you guys, I did. I went on a big rant about gun violence. And um, that's. And then I had to come home and be like, hey, just so you know, kind of implanted a whole bunch of stuff in our kids' heads. So, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I think that is the, also the important thing. I, it is very sad that he's gone. I, but I do think people need to celebrate the artist to take off was. Yeah. Because um, uh, I don't think that he got enough credit while he's here, and no I way. do think it was, it was still up for him. He still had so much of a career left, and I don't. This, this could be just me, uh, in my thirties, but to me, I just don't feel like for, for most of us. You don't really start living as an adult and you don't really start coming into your own until you're like well out of your 20s. He was just right. right at the cusp, man. He was right there and he didn't get a chance. And I just think that's terribly unfair. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell young people right now. I don't feel like living began for me till 29. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I had accomplished a bunch up until 28, but 29 was really where I felt like Nah, we're now we're getting some stuff done. And yeah, I I feel like you get a better idea of who you are as an adult. I think for a yeah. lot of your twenties, you're still trying to figure it out, and I think that you know these guys so fast. Um, and I think in some ways they were still trying to figure it out as men and as artists. And he just didn't get a chance to really finish out his career and do good things, and you know start a family or any of these other things he might have wanted to do. And that's just terribly sad to me. Yeah. All right. Let's regroup. Let's bring it back. Um, I do want to see as far as uh, make sure were there any super chats or anything on the topic before we kind of head in the other directions. Um, Before we talk about Logan Paul winning the big one tomorrow. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) Yo, Jake Paul's there, bro. Come on. What's that visual going to look like? Logan Paul has the WWE champion. Both both titles in the air. Jake Paul's in there. ESPN front page. We lit, baby. Oh, y'all going to be mad tomorrow. Y'all are going to be so uh, mad tomorrow. All right. Tyrone says, uh, 
who knew with Jeff Jarrett and JBL back that I'd actually miss Dan Lambert? Hold on, I'm not Tyrone. going that far. Wait, wait, why are you, why are you throwing Jarrett on the bus? Jarrett plus Jarrett ain't did nothing. Jarrett came, came through and, and El Kabong somebody and, and got an executive position. What he did? Yeah, a new rag says Brian versus Shibata at Seattle slash full gear. Can't wait. Um, there are plenty of places you could run that. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I would like to see. I mean, well, if Shibata definitely came to AEW and said, "I want Brian Danielson," you run that in AEW. Run that um, shit. Tomorrow. I would have been running that shit tomorrow, honestly. I mean, I hey, been... he said the, the according to Meltzer, two matches Shibata wanted: Brian, Orange Cassidy. Getting Orange Cassidy tonight, live in Atlantic City. If Brian is not hurt, With Mike Tyson wrestle, on the call. If Brian can wrestle, they better run that shit on Wednesday because you don't. There's too many X factors with these two guys. If they're 100 healthy right now, run that shit. We need it. I don't care about nothing. Is, yeah. is, is it fair to call Shibata a ghost at this point? Because I feel like he's done this thing twice this year where. They've been teasing something else, and they're like, oh, a big return is coming in. We're all looking for something else, and then Shibata's music just hitting this like, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, um, and exactly. they've done it twice this year. They did it for yeah. Bidden Door, and I was like, no mm-hmm. way Shibata's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and that was my- it, But the thing is, at Forbidden Door, and we kind of forgot, it was kind of laying the hints at Orange Cassidy. Right. Yeah. And I mean, hey, sorry, people that hate Orange Cassidy. Sorry that all of your favorite New Japan wrestlers want to wrestle him because he's great. Get over it. Stop hating on the guy. Like um, the great, the greats want to wrestle this guy. The 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 most, the best professional wrestlers that exist are like, yeah, we want to wrestle Orange Cassidy. So like, I mean, what does that say? <laughs> you know? yeah, what does that but, say? And I mean, well, actually, they've done this a few times where they've gotten us excited for something and then just randomly through a New Japan uh, guessing. Like they did that with Suzuki at All Out, and I feel mm-hmm. like that was one of the legit surprises from All Out last year. Right. Um, but yeah, I was super hyped to see Shibata last night. Um, Shibata versus Orange Cassidy tonight is going to be awesome. I still super can't excited eat. for that. I'm still like, you guys are joking, and not until the bell rings and they're punching each other. Am I going to believe that this match is happening? It's happening. Just, my brain is like, what? Like, when's the last Shibata match in New Japan? I'm like, how did he? Like, he hasn't had Russell like Kingdom, right? Yeah, and like for his next one to be in AEW with Orange Cassidy, just like my brain cannot compute. Man, that was this year again. <laughs> yeah, all the returns right. this year. Shibata wrestled for at Wrestle Kingdom this mm-hmm. year. Um, right. Wow, it's crazy. It's been a long year. Luis says, "Like Mike, but Bow Wow puts on a lucha mask." Okay, I've been laughing at this in my brain for the it, last man. like five minutes, but. Uh... <laughs> Bow Wow puts on the mask and suddenly wrestles like Ray Phoenix. Um, that would be hard, though. <laughs> I'm all in already. <laughs> do it. Please do it. So um, my kids don't really know who Bow Wow is. Mm-hmm. Except, what? hold on. He's like why, a generation why, above why, them. They're pretty Yeah, young. why would they? They're yeah. My daughter's 11, right? Like, mm-hmm. she, Except... They've seen the movie Like Mike a million times. So Billy mm-hmm. brought up Like Mike yesterday while we were at the grocery store. And I went, you know, it's funny. The kid from Like Mike, Billy, uh, <laughs> might be a wrestler soon. He's like, what? And uh, I was like, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain because you don't really know Bow Wow like that. But mm-hmm. Bow Wow could be becoming a wrestler. He's yeah. like, oh. I mean, little Bow Wow. You just don't just know. Don't know. The way you yeah, move I mean, real quick. are you kidding me that was so of course i was in high school when that hit 
And uh, I had this friend who was obsessed with Bow Wow, B2K, pretty much you name any act from that time period. She was just like obsessed with them. And that was her thing. We used to tease her all the time with uh, uh, that. That was like a running gag was we'd be like, hey, Brittany. And she'd be like, what? I said, Lil Bow Wow. You just don't know. (laughs) 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 She'd be like, shut up. Yeah, no, that was my little was cousin Brianna post. loved Bow Wow. Like her room was filled with Bow Wow posters. There was the time when those guys like and like B2K and the, that generation was just like dominating all the airwaves. Oh my god! What's <laughs> up? So look, I was airwaves, bro. Right. I was in the ninth grade when 106 and Park first launched. Right. So mm-hmm. like my high school years were dominated by 106 and Park. They were dominated yeah. by yeah. coming to Brittany's house after school. We would go watch 106 and Park. Mm-hmm. And of course, Mr. 106 in Park is Bow Wow. Oh, wow. Of course. And so uh, that era is. See, that I don't like, they don't be putting respect on Bow Wow's name. They be trying to get their little jokes off. But no, Bow Wow's nah, been, man. he's nah. been pocket since he was like three years old, you guys. I, I would say that he he had the best run for any child rapper. Big ever. facts. Far, yeah. and, far look, and away. Far and I'm away. an obsessive Criss Cross fan, all right? Like, if there was one hip hop act that as a kid, Look, I'm one of those rare people who had the Sega CD video game make my video crisscross. Wow. And I mean, liked Chris it. Crisscross was fucking cool, though. <laughs> Backwards clothes, like, those guys were no, cool. No, they were cool, but I didn't. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> Bow, I, Bow Wow was on a different but, level. But what I'm saying, though, right. is I, I Bow Wow eclipsed them. Um, yeah, Bow Wow was just like, he was a fucking entity, like a, a guy. Like, he's done it all. Like, And I'd love to see it swerve. Swerve stomp him. That would be very cool. Um, <laughs> hilariously, on that B2K reference, um, I've been saying that every week when Paige is on TV, and uh, I'm like, all right, man, she's about to bump, bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I thought, no, the, I mean, I thought, the, I thought the, the announcement's yeah, coming say, next, uh, this Wednesday. This Wednesday. She's... Stepping yeah, just one player. more doctor, just one more. Um, mm-hmm. I I thought the I thought the interview this week was pretty good. I think that's the best thing Paige has done on a Soraya. program. Sorry. Respect. Soraya. <laughs> it's Soraya. hard. We've been saying Paige for so long. I know. It's, it's respect. Yes. Yeah, shout right. out to yeah. Soraya. No, I, yeah. I I think that the I think that the way they're they're building the match for full gear. I'm assuming. Has has started to heat up. Um, we're possibly getting three women's matches. They already announced uh, the women's title match with Rosa and Hader. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what to make of that. I kind of think it's too soon, but what are you gonna do? That's what I said. I don't know if I like. I, I I don't know if they should do the title change before they do the Brit turn thing. But then Will can kind of convince me on a uh, day after Dynamite that it might be kind of hot. So I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with the title match. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about some things. So, we got to talk about Rouse because oh. uh, he's a boss. Mm. Um, <laughs> that woo he gave, by the way, was woo! the funniest fucking <laughs> shit. It was so loud. You could tell, like, the mics had to, like, readjust to how loud he was. <laughs> you, could, you could tell that Swerve didn't know he was going to do that either because he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> But Ross Look, man, was so fucking funny, man. Rick Ross on Dynamite was the that man was having so much fun. Yeah. And 
the fact that he was so into it, but didn't really like derail things. When Swerve was like, look, I booked this an eight-man tag. And he's like, eight-man tag. Ah. <laughs> like, I was so... <laughs> he was, uh... I was having so much fun with mm-hmm. Rick Ross and how happy he was just to be there. And he's bigging up everybody in it as, um, as Keith Lee and Swerve are selling the angle. And he's like, nah, we're keeping it positive. Mm-hmm. This was great shit. Yeah, yeah, Ross was great. Um, When I watched it back and I could see him in the background during all of that Sanjay and Darby stuff, which, by the way, Darby bouncing off. That was crazy. Crazy visual. That thing was one of the funniest things this week Mm -hmm. unintentionally. Him, like, looking like he hit the side of a bouncy house and just, Mm -hmm. like, and Ross in the background being elated with this huge smile on his face and, like, taking videos for Instagram. Hilarious. Darby, I would be bumping like he a cartoon character, I swear, bro. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, So just the fact that he was just so excited to be there and you could tell he was excited during the the segment he was involved in. Mm. Uh, of course, we're gonna have to hear accusations for a good year accusation. To come. Yeah, false accusation. Yes, um, he has been memed. Yeah, so I, I mean, just the fact that he came in immediately and was memed that just shows you the character that Rick Ross is. Like, I mean, that clip going around around when he was like, "Y'all trying to get me into the almond milk conspiracy." <laughs> and, <laughs> He was like, I don't know, what 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 kind of almond milk is this? Is this almond of the peanut? Look, or is he's it the walnut. I mean, think about the way he was, think about the way he Bro. was introduced. And the Excalibur is like, it would take it to the king of the living pepper. And I'm like, <laughs> as soon as he said that, I was like, my brain was like, oh, they're going to Rick Ross. That's <laughs> yeah, the 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 mascot for Wingstop <laughs> at this point. Um, no, all of this stuff with Ross was tremendous. Uh, yeah, I at this point, I want him to come back as soon as possible. Yeah, seriously. Uh, like, when, can he come back next week? I'm trying to see him again. That shit was hilarious. And man, for a guy that doesn't do anything re- wrestling related, man, he got it. Um, he not well, he only... He understands it. He totally understands it. Yeah, not only did he make Swerve look like a big star, but he also understood how to progress the story between him and and keith and right. he not only made swerve look like a big star but he also made him look like a jerk because he's like what he do you mean he cheated <laughs> you know, false accusations he didn't do anything of the sort we're not uh, here for any of that mm, yeah. but, but but of course there was one line that keith lee had in there that kind of slid under the radar because of the fact that um rick ross was doing so well but the line that Keith Lee said of um, who was behind the camera uh, is the storyline plot point. Right. <laughs> and uh, something that people should be paying attention to. I will tell you, I don't know who it was at all. And I have informed anybody who knows, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. But uh the breast of anybody who knows. But I'm <laughs> like but I'm like but I am like, look, I am excited at the idea of an accomplice here. Yeah. yeah. Who is the accomplice? I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where they're going with it, but I'm liking it. I mean, Keith Lee did a lot of things in that segment. I mean, even him saying these are not accusations very calmly. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, these are not accusations. These are not accusations. 
Um, hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. I just the don't understand how you that. just going to be Cole Carter again. <laughs> Cole Carter. Cole Guys. Carter showing up and basically getting no reaction. And then uh, Jared Taker just popping up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Hilarious, man. Everything right. about that segment should have been bad, but I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought Jared's promo was surprisingly better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Him posing, Especially the like, way he ended it, right? Yeah, him posing like he did when he joined Bullet Club. Like, what am I doing here? Oh, cool, I'm here. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite thing about Jeff Jarrett's returns in like I, the last look, five man. years because he never fits in anywhere that he's in, look, <laughs> in man. any group that he's in. At, at this point, I enjoy every time we see Jarrett because it's just like, what are you doing here? And he's just like, well, here? had some time today, so might as well be here. Uh, at, well, guys are in Nashville, huh? Well, and he don't ever just got show, something for your boy. <laughs> he gets a bag too. He don't just show up. He's like, okay, he, I'm gonna show up, and I need a check too, like a big. Yeah, he shows up. And he shows up in the position. He shows up. He's in an executive position. Shows up at SummerSlam, and he's in one of the biggest angles at SummerSlam. We're still he's, confused about why he was there. <laughs> so great, man. I'm sorry. It's hilarious every time mm. I see it, man. Yep, they're talking about NWO 2000. Uh, <laughs> Greg out of place with his guitar. Oh man, we got the TNA theme. Come on, my world. My world got me good. I swear, we, man. Talk. We got we got slap nuts, which I didn't expect either. I was, yeah, listen, no, he, got all, he, he got slap all nuts. his shit off. <laughs> he did. Only thing he didn't say was, and I want to make sure that none of you. I want to make sure that you don't piss me off. Um, but. <laughs> Unless WWE owns a trademark on Don't Piss Me Off Now. Um, which I remember that was one of the first times that my uh, little brother got in trouble because we were playing WWF Attitude, and that was like his catchphrase in the game was <laughs> Jeff Jarrett would go, Don't piss me off. And, <laughs> and my little brother didn't know what that meant, so my little brother just walks in uh, to, and uh, he's, he just walks in the room when my mom is there, and he just goes, Don't piss me off. And my mom was like, What? Turn that damn game off right now. <laughs> Ruined that fast. Oh, jeez. Yeah, fun yeah. stuff, man. So, <laughs> either way, the, the chat's trying to give out their guesses, but I want to know who's the accomplice? Who is worth who, working with? Who? who? Like, um, I have ideas, but I I don't know. Who are Sora's friends? Huh? History? And- yeah, could be anybody. Yeah, could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But could I, be Monteezy back there. I hope it's Monteezy, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't know when we're <laughs> gonna get the. Re- I mean, it's gotta be. Yeah, it's gotta be somebody that will get a reaction. It's Monteezy, yo. It's Monteezy, yo. He comes out in a cloak and he just like throws his head back. <laughs> oh man, I'd be out of here. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Think about we'll it. see. We'll see when the uh, reveal is gonna come about. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and- I mean. I think the other thing with the Rick Ross that is stuff is cool is that um, I think it would be easy to say that Swerve is just showing up with these cool celebrities and like, what do they have to do with this character? I mean, his character has been from day one that I'm a mogul and I really don't need to be here because I'm already a star. I just happen to be a wrestler too. And exactly. so it's, it's basically him showing all of his famous friends and going, look, I'm better than you at every mm-hmm. chance that he gets. And I think that that is part of what makes his heel character so fun too. It's just like, no, I have all these famous friends. Don't ma- don't worry why they're here. They're here for me. Right. He's like, didn't you see me at Rolling Loud? I was with who kid? I don't, I don't I'm the guy. And so yeah. I think all of that stuff is, is great. I think him, 
him doing all this champagne. It's like, yeah, I'm not really drinking this, but it's just the fact that I could be on <laughs> TV standing next to Rick Ross with champagne. You can't right. do that. Get on my level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's great stuff, and it's been planted from almost jump because yes, uh, mm-hmm. he's been. I mean, we knew he was going to be working heel at some point right. in this um, in this role. It was just a matter of when. And it's it's great stuff. But, like, more than anything, it's also bringing eyes. Um, yep. Yeah. The fact that Double XL posted the video the very next day. Okay. Oh, my God. I saw it, too. Uh, but Yo, so, no. <laughs> I saw the, it, too. So, so them using shade room as a source yes on television is amazing is 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 equally nasty and hilarious at the same time it's amazing no i was fucked up on wednesday shibata rick ross in the shade room back to back i couldn't i didn't know what was going on i was hella i was like yo it's going down right now but yeah using that uh i'd be scrolling now i've scrolled three or four times past random Facebook ads that don't, they, they it'll just be like, like the Kevin Gates thing and this Bow Wow thing. I've seen a couple of things that are just like AEW wrestling. And it's like some random hip hop thing. Like they're, op- they're getting into different places that AEW before Swerve came was never like, they wouldn't talk about this before I, he started doing I, his I, thing. I, you know I, what I, mean? I, I think I'm ready to just start parroting what he keeps tweeting. He's the best acquisition of 2022. Um, tell him he's wrong at this point. He's had he's had a bigger impact on their programming than any other signee this year. Boom, boom, um, boom. That's just that's just the truth of the matter. Speaking mm-hmm. of boom, boom, boom. Um, Westside, bro. I know this is your thing. It's New Yorkers, guys. <laughs> hey, I know, I, I know New Yorkers. Careful. Every time you Hell. get a chance, it's just like Careful. I was the first Hell. to do this. I'm in the best. New Yorkers got to relax, man. <laughs> <Hell>. <laughs> New Yorkers got to yeah. relax, man. Careful, okay. And, and it's it so funny because people will be less like, man, why you got to remind us every time you get a chance that you're from Chicago? I am not in any way as bad as New Yorkers. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. I mean, y'all Chicagoans are up there, though. New y'all Yorkers. Be, y'all been getting New, y'all shit off. Because, because uh, we felt New like York, we... New York. Not a lot of the fir- like, like not a lot of the first like the new like y'all y'all just want to get y'all credit. New York's are like, no, we're the first, because, and because no one has ever done it better than credit. this. Because yeah. if it wasn't for the Bronx, this rap shit probably never See, would be yeah, going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Uptown, what I'm saying. Tell me where you from? Uptown, baby. <laughs> Chicago is not as bad. I just think that we've had to Midwesterners have to fight for our credit every time we get a chance because we have to listen to <laughs> New York guys and Cali guys tell us every chance we get a chance. Oh, Jesse that, said the audacity of Chicago Phil telling <laughs> New York. <Chicago laughs> no, I, again, New York, New Yorkers I'm are saying. way worse. Nah, we're not doing this. New Yorkers are way worse, bro. Way, way worse. Way worse. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is great. This dude, this dude from New York once told me, "Y'all don't have no, y'all don't have no street, street uh, basketball players like that in Chicago. We re- we basically invented it." Like Rucker, <laughs> I was like, "Fam, y'all don't get out of here, man." <laughs> New York acts like they invented everything, man. Like, come on, bro. Shout out to I New York. Know. Shout out to, to to Chicago. Shout out. to I'm from the West, so like, we didn't invent nothing, but we made it great. I'm so. from Cali. We did invent that shit, and we got the best weed. So yes, we win. Thank you. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I I am so many things I'm in on right now. Like I, 
I've had an annoyance for years about, uh, matter of fact, I once gave Swerve this, and he did credit me with this when he said it on um, Swerve City Podcast a couple years ago. He's doing an episode, though, and he said that hip-hop has a history of showing more love to pro wrestling than pro wrestling shows to hip-hop. And I felt that for years, Mm -hmm. um, that we have rappers dropping references to wrestlers in their songs. Mm-hmm. for a really long time i remember i forgot who said it but it was the rapper in the 2000s but i remember he was like like kurt angle is true and i was like the mm-hmm. fact that like again you have to be watching to even know that yeah but, um yeah it's a famous dome line um mm-hmm. prepare to get hurt and mangled like uh kurt angle's rookie year mm-hmm. yeah yep. like that that's the thing is Hip-hop showed love to pro wrestling for a really, really long time. Method Man, like, guys were showing love to wrestling. Mm -hmm. But wrestling, it took a long time for wrestling to really embrace it. Like, um, I remember in 03, I heard about one particular wrestler on the roster who was like, uh, we should be using... Um, never scared by Bone Crusher as a pay per view theme, yeah, and it should. was like <laughs> they should have, they should, yeah, like at the time, right? And they were like, no, 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 stained. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we're going with, and it was right. like, but, but no, this this is like what's hot right now, and it's fight music, and it would work if we used it. Nope. And no, nah, no, they were like, no, 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 we don't deal with any of that stuff. Um, and so it, it took a really long time. I remember what it was, SummerSlam '05. When "Get It Poppin'" by Fat Joe and Nelly was the theme song to correct. <laughs> that, that was the theme song of SummerSlam. Except that's removed from the network, by the way. So if you're going back and watching it, that is not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was wow. the theme song to SummerSlam '05. And they, like we started to see traces of it, but it took a really, really long time. And I feel like it's really just been in the last few years, really. Yeah. And and their hand almost had to be forced, right? With like Wale doing things that he does and mm-hmm. and really bringing himself into wrestling and like and West Side Gun being front row at all of these events. Mm-hmm. So I am all for because I've been calling for it for years. Wrestling is needed to embrace hip hop for the longest time. Like theme songs to your TV shows should have been hip hop a long time ago. Come on. Uh, and so I'm just liking seeing it now. I'm liking seeing all of this stuff more and more. It's been really cool. Um, no matter yeah. what company it's from. Yeah. yeah, and 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 in that vein, uh, give Baron Black a credit, man, because what he's doing with Battle Slam is is amazing. Yeah, and look, I saw people saying it jokingly, and then I kind of like fantasy booked myself into it. But people are like, "Man, if this continues with guys like Rick Ross showing up uh, and Trina, like we might actually be headed toward Def Jam Vendetta." And I went, "Maybe we could actually." Yeah, it was like I could probably fantasy book my way into um, a series of pay per view or a whole pay per view full of matches with rappers. Um, that got to get either. Scrappy back. Speaking of Baron yeah, Black, Scrappy, he, yep, mm-hmm. but he appeared on Rampage, right? Like that's yep. the thing. That's all of this has been happening. It's actually mm-hmm. been kind of cool. Hey, it's been a crazy year. That Atlanta <laughs> show was nuts, huh? There was all kind of rappers out there. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Of course, I mean, I'm super. And talking about Atlanta shows, pro wrestling, it's my shit. So, yeah. Bringing it full circle, the Migos. They were at yep. uh, day one. They were day one. Yep. That was just this year. 
Mm-hmm. Damn. So I am always happy with wrestling embracing the culture um, in terms of embracing hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Was, wasn't straightening a song for that, that theme song as well? I, I mean, think that, so. Uh, that uh, mm-hmm. pay-per-view as well? Mm-hmm. I think they did have Amigos Jam, too. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, uh, EVP of talent relations, accusations, false accusations, promo accusations. Of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> accusations. It's great stuff. I loved it. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, eloquent talking about the verification. Says I'm verified and have had to fight impersonators. This sucks. It's gotta get rough every day, man. Uh, it's gonna get rough. It's gonna get rough, and I'm not. Uh, I I'm worried about Monday. I wonder what Monday is going to look like. Like, I almost just want to like spare eight dollars just to don't do it. Cre- create an Elon Musk account and <laughs> <get it> verify. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and what we're about to talk about, Crown Jewel. Caden says, uh, "IMO Paul's booking gone downhill since Extreme Rules. It's only been a month. Um, uh, we we didn't talk about boom boom Coke Cabana. Yeah, mm. we're, we'll talk about that." Uh, very shortly here, the because we're still talking about a little bit of dynamite. Um, mm. Ronald says, "Hey, Grapsity, do you think for Full Gear or Final Battle we get Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club in ROH Steel Cage Warfare?" Oh, um, that's a great idea, but I think they're trying to get this belt off Jericho by then. Maybe. Nah, I don't know what you're talking about, Red Sheep. I'd hold that title until next year. Oh God. But no, that's a good idea. The Steel Cage Warfare that could. Pop. I was thinking of Blood and Guts, but same shit almost. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess what was structurally the difference between? Um, uh, it's no, there was no difference, was there? It was just war games, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Same shit. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess. No, you have AEW Blood and Guts. Like, mm-hmm. I guess you you can't really. Uh. Yeah. So. Colt Cabana. Also, kind of predicted. Yes. yes. Shout out yeah. Phil. Yeah. Um, wasn't really surprising. Um, but it also was kind of surprising. This was this was very funny to me. Um, listen, sometimes pettiness is 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 annoying um, when it's done in a corny way. Um, nobody wants to see it, but sometimes pettiness can be really funny. Yes. And this this was very very funny to me. Um, mm-hmm. The second his music uh, came on, I howled. I was just like, mm-hmm. "No way! What are, what are we doing?" Yep. They <laughs> did it. They did it. Went right for it. And and I man, I got my jokes off. One of the jokes I got off, I was like, "Dang, y'all had to cheat to beat to Colt, beat Colt." Man, my favorite <laughs> would never. <laughs> wow. I, wow. I thought that was hilarious, but mm-hmm. everything about it is funny. I and but. Before I get into any of that, um, it was really great to see Colt. I, yes. I have to admit that it was great to see Colt and seeing him come out and almost give the uh, the edge entrance with the tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm. That he's excited to be back on TV made it even better. Uh, I was like, no, nah, this this is a good moment for Colt. But everything about it, us getting that report that Jericho is stepping up as locker room leader and telling us that he gave. Uh, Punk this talking to where he told him he has a cancer in the locker room. And then weeks later, he just happens to be wrestling uh, Colt Cabana on television. Is there a conspiracy theory, Phil? Con- conspirators. Conspiracy- <laughs> conspirators. Uh, 
<laughs> it was nice to see Britt bring back that Easter egg, by the way, this yes. week. Conspirators. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought that was I thought that was hilarious. I thought Jericho uh, basically given a struck, like, who is this guy? What is he doing here? And it's like, mm-hmm. you know exactly why he's here. You know, yes, yes, you brought up. And I mean, I mean, the, the Observer thing that came out this week basically confirmed what I thought because they were saying it was a great locker room morale boost. We saw right. people that were getting their shots off. We would see, I saw the Trent tweet where he was like, <laughs> for the boys. Um, uh, uh, Bobby Fish was tweeting from the impact zone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, from the empty impact zone. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it and I just was like, I see what this is for. Hey, and more power to him. I think this is a yeah. great thing. Uh, but yeah, funny stuff, man. I thought the fact that he came in and he challenged as a former Ring of Honor champion, and they didn't say why he was champion, who he happened to who be. Who was his partner? Team champion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, oh, who shit. was his partner? <laughs> he held a championship. We don't know who with who though. Yeah, <laughs> just happened to be a former W, former Ring of Honor champion. Mm-hmm. Well, what 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 title did he hold? Oh, he's a tag team champion. Yeah, oh, that's not important. No, we don't. Not important. <laughs> Yeah, that is hilarious. They can't say which title he held and with who. I did. So yeah, even I think people are that. I people like, have the been whole time jumping was... out the window with this whole like they think this is like like this changes everything. Oh my God, Colt Banna came back. That like I don't think. Well, this... they think it's a line in the sand drawn, right? Um, yeah. And I can see how even the talent may think so. Um, but yeah, I, I think like it is worth considering that yeah, Colt Cabana is extremely well liked behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah seen as a team player because i've seen a lot of people who are like well he wasn't really on tv much anyway like he made like two appearances on dynamite in 2021 right. mm-hmm. uh, and one of them was while punk was around so like what's the big deal um and others are like look people just didn't really want to see him ostracized and so yeah it was a bit of a uh morale booster right yeah i mean i think the perception of it is punk punching down Mm-hmm. Um, you were treated like the biggest star in the company, and it looks like you got a guy that's not on TV, that's not right. really bothering you, out of the company and mm-hmm. demoted him. And I don't think it's a smoking gun that people have made it out to be. I think people that are just like, ah, oh, well, this proves that CM Punk got him out of the company. I don't right. think I don't it think that prove necessarily that. proves this mm-hmm. because I I think I I if you take anything from that press in from that presser that night. I thought that uh, Punk was very genuine in his frustration about having to still talk about Colt. Yes. Um, I, and I, I read that as him being like, look, I didn't have anything to do with that. I did not get him demoted. Now, he could have been lying, but right. it felt very genuine for me. Um, I don't think he would have gotten that upset about it if he was just like, nah, I wanted him gone. He, it, it very much felt like I haven't had anything to do with this guy for years, so why would I want him... I just don't talk to the guy if I don't get along with him. Um, it looks that type of way, though. But it does look the timing is crazy. <laughs> it looks that type of way. The timing is crazy, and I, but I do think that also TK saying in that same presser that um, no, this was me. I decided to demote him. It had nothing to do with Punk, and it very much felt like the analogy I gave somebody is. If you're having a party and one guy is there and you, the cool guy that's coming at, everybody wants to talk to, he's going to be pie for the lardy and he's getting there and you know he doesn't get along with this guy. It's like, mm, yeah, can you leave? Like, hey, man, like, hey, I, you know, I, 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 
I ordered you an Uber. You know, I was just out of the kindness of my heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, if you want to go ahead and take outside. it, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah so I, I think that that's what it was. I think that I think that Tony was trying to pay media, mediator here, and he was trying to get him off off of television and out of the way. Uh, to just to not drama. ruffle any feathers. Yeah. You see what and happens could, when drama happened. <laughs> and I could be totally wrong on that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just how I read it, given the information we have, both right. both from Punk and from TK. Right. Um, now, I still think they mishandled everything with Colt. I still think that they, sh- they did need to demote him. I still think uh, letting it play out the way it did, did more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the long run, bringing him back this way, and for some people confirming that you cowed down to CM Punk might not have been a great look. Um, right. But boy, was it funny. I'm sorry. sorry. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, other news, by the way. Uh, FightfulSelect.com did drop during this show. Remember how I said there were three women that were being talked about as returns to WWE? Um, I guess that's a thing with me, talking about there being three women, and uh, I only got... Two out of the three for AEW because one ended up being signed back to WWE. But in this case, of the three, all names are out now because Fightful Select reported about an hour ago that Mia Yim, uh, there's interest in bringing her back. That's the third. Good for Mia Yim. uh, Three women because it was Tegan reported last week by Fightful Select. And, uh, of course, Chelsea Green has been rumored for some time. Um, Um, They should absolutely license... Mia's music that she's been using on Impact. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 give her Def Rebel music. No, just take the music that she got there. Her music um, is actually her whole aesthetic. Bring all that. The lights, bring, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just bring her music over from Impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Tony P said it's okay. Will it is a running gag now? He's referring to the <laughs> fact that I I miss. Um, yeah. Uh. Humper chats every once in a while. He says, so fun nerd question time for Phil and Will. If Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite, New Japan slash Stardom pay-per-views, GCW, Impact shows, whatever you want, were Marvel slash DC movies, which ones will they be? I was going to say, why can't be included? And then you got to the Marvel and DC part. I was like, oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's, I, I guess we're talking franchises. It's tough, right? Because like, uh, I feel like Raw is like the Snyder movies, um, <laughs> in that they're really long, and they make great trailers, but uh, ultimately, it disappoints far more than it comes through. Um, but that one really long one was, I guess, okay. Uh, I think uh, it, he said events, uh, right? Vince and shows. Yeah. Uh in terms of events, all out is essentially end game because you had all of the you had all of the guys come out at the end. Um yeah. uh, I, I think you could throw out other weird like Survivor series is, is Civil War could they Civil do War, the, yeah. Yeah. That's you a good do picking the sides. Um Oh, by the way. No, I guess I don't have anything on that. Oh, uh, baby, we'll by later. the way. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bullet for Life says, hey, guys, first time I'm watching live in a long time. Thank you, Phil, for the Shibata knowledge. I'm going to full gear, Appreciate and it's my first AEW pay-per-view. Any time management advice? 
Uh, it says, and we'll be there. It says, and will there be a meet and greet, even though it's on Saturday? Mm. Um, let me think about that. It's uh, a good question. I don't think so. Because it doesn't feel them. like it, right? Because those be rampage, and then the show's right the next yeah, day, cause right? Because they are doing rampage on Friday. They might mm-hmm. do a. They they've done meet and greets at rampage. Mm. Um, so I could absolutely see there being a meet and greet there. As far as like. Um, I think what you're referring to is like a fan fest, right? Uh, which they've done at the previous events, but those were all on Sundays, and mm-hmm. the fan fest was on the Saturday. Um, I don't know. I suppose they could do one on the Sunday afterward, but nothing's been announced yeah. yet, and it's in it's in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, they they probably would have announced that by now. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'll be at full gear as well. Um, I am. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, lots of people I know are going to be there and I, I will have completed all five. I will have been at the media scrum of all five uh, pay-per-views this year. Wow. Look at um, Will Washington. Actually, technically six because I was at Supercard of Honors as well. Uh, mm. But Chilling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was at Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Revolution, Supercard of Honor, Double or Nothing. Really, the only Tony Khan presser I missed was um, uh, the one he did in the summer. We're never going to get over this Shills thing with all this. They're going to have, they got ammunition out the ass. Nah, I won't stand for this uh, slander and accusations anymore. (laughs) Accusations. False accusations. I'll be there. uh, And yeah, I'll be there at. Nah, I don't know if I can show my face at uh, pay per views anymore because everybody's trying to. Everybody's trying to say you show up here, man. I, I got hands I'll for see you. I'm gonna see you. Which again? Why Relax. are we talking like that, man? Yeah, like, well, this don't is... say that. Like, stop, stop challenging everybody because you're gonna be in the same. That stop, stop bringing that energy. We don't need stop. that energy, right? I'm, I'm just that. gonna say this because I've seen it several times on Twitter. Stop offering people your hands. When yes, you won't even you won't even put your face in your profile. You can't, like, I don't know what you look like. Uh, like, so how are we gonna fight if I can't pick you out of a lineup? Bro. It's like, yo, stop, bro. Cut it out. So stop it. It's fair. That's very fair. Uh, as far as time management is concerned, I mean, you definitely want to get to the pay-per-view about an hour before the doors open. Um, get yourself some food. Get all of that. Because uh, I think that's the best. And also, uh, it's going to be the best time you'll have with, like, merch lines and stuff. Um, so I would say get to the venue an hour before the doors open. Um which the doors will open, or you go you go to the t-shirt stand during the Judas entrance. It's perfect. Time. You can do that too. Um, doors <laughs> will open usually an hour before the scheduled start time of the show. So either way, uh, and, and just take the time to mingle, man. Yeah. Um, you know what the cool thing is. So like I, I'm really social. I know that definitely. So maybe this doesn't apply to everybody. It doesn't. Uh, but. <laughs> What I was going to say is the thing I love about events and gatherings is when people are gathered for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then you kind of know, like, it's one thing to, like, go to a bar, right? And you're, like, making small talk with people. But you don't necessarily know, like, what drives this person, what motivates this person, right? So you're kind of finding out. But it is nice when you're going to an event and everybody's there for the same reason. So, like, you guys know you're all fans of whatever this is or, like... 
uh, whatever it is, whether you're going to a concert, right? And it's like, but you're going for your favorite artist. So you know, everybody around you is also there for that artist. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you can just turn to the person next to you, talk about this artist and they're going to respond, right? Like that's the kind of stuff I love. And I love that about wrestling events because I love that it does feel social. It does feel like a gathering. Have fun. Have fun. It's hilarious. I love being at wrestling shows. Observe yeah. people watching at wrestling shows is the funniest shit ever because what? everyone's so interested. Exactly what Will's describing. People are super excited. People are anxious. People just want to yell and 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 really, most people just want to talk to somebody. Honestly, they want to talk wrestling with somebody live in real life because we're all stuck on fucking social media all the time. So when you see somebody, you're like, oh, this person's excited too. I like that shirt. Oh, do you like this person? Like, it's just, it's a it's a good vibe for exactly what Will was describing. Yeah. I, I will say it's a communal experience, man. So mm-hmm. it's, it's supposed to be that way. Right. I will say though, one of the funniest conversations I ever recall having was back at All Out 2019. It was obviously a month before the Wednesday Night War was about to start. These are potential AEW fans. These are people who are all coming out in Chicago to see this big second AEW event and see the champion crowned. But a lot of them were still kind of on the fence about what AEW was going to be. I remember talking to this guy. It's a complete asshole. (laughs) Um, And I say that because he was, uh, he pretty much had all the, the Nyla Rose comments to make. Uh, Yeah. He was, yeah, he. I saw him at the show, and he was so mad when she won the battle royal, uh, the casino battle royale. So this guy also said something that it was really dumb in hindsight, but a lot of fans thought this because I was thinking about going into the Wednesday Night War. It is revisionist history that people didn't that people thought. If anybody ever tells you whoever thought NXT was going to win the the Wednesday Night War. Revisionist fucking history. Revisionist and I'll history. tell you why. So the numbers were never available for how many people were watching NXT. A good chunk of people thought it was the majority of the WWE audience. Um, that I remember having arguments with people because I could just see from the social media numbers. I'm like, it doesn't look like it touches Raw and SmackDown. And they're like, no, I think the majority of the Raw and SmackDown viewers watch it. Like X-Pac, love X-Pac, but he said... That he was like, once NXT gets on TV, I think it's going to beat Raw and SmackDown in the ratings. And I thought, you are like really overestimating how many people are watching this show. I was mm-hmm. talking to a guy, uh, this this guy, and we were just talking outside of uh, StarCast and all, uh, all that weekend. And he's like, um, he's like, you know, I think AEW might be cool when it debuts. It's not going to come close to, to NXT, though. Because um, I think NXT, once it's on TV, you know, it, it's going to beat Raw and SmackDown. It's going to demolish Raw and SmackDown. I thought you really, like, don't recognize how much people value, like, the touring crowds. Yeah. Because I, I think having a stationary crowd has hurt the... I think that does play a role in how people view NXT. But I just think it was funny that... This guy was like shouting. He's like, "Nah, NXT, it's gonna be, it's gonna do like five million viewers every week. It's gonna be the show. It's already five better." Million. Like, five million. Even... I know, and crazy. I think, about, I know, I think about back to this. All no the wrestling time. show does five million. Man, brother, no, combine them all to get to five mil. Because people have the, this conflation, right? Of like, I like this thing more, so therefore it will do better. Um, and if it's not doing better, then I shouldn't like it. Right, and so the fact great. that there were no numbers associated with NXT at the time had people who liked NXT going, well, 
this show is going to beat everything because I like it. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out, no, nah, that's not quite the case. It's not quite how that works. And now a lot of that mentality has turned to, well, if the show is not doing great, then I can't like it. Uh, right. Because now I can see that the show I need to like is the show that's doing the best so I can validate my view. Um, and I just, I think it's funny in hindsight. But just be social. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, when you look at that take now, that is absolutely cue the Curb Your Enthusiasm music because yes. mm-hmm. that did not happen. And not mm-hmm. just that, if you would have told me back in 2019 that I would not be watching NXT right now, right, I would have been like, no, NXT is one of the best wrestling shows on television it is not that anymore <laughs> um and not it's just okay. it's... I, I have been watching recently but i've been watching it through the eye that i'm supposed to be watching it with now which is like don't go into it expecting a good wrestling show because you're going to be very <laughs> disappointed right but what i only watch it now from the perspective of could this work on raw and smackdown i guess it could like, with a little more seasoning, I could see this working. That's the only thing I watch it for now. I'm like, I'm not necessarily entertained, but do I see what they're trying to build here? And, like, sometimes I actually do get some enjoyment. That, But that assumes that I'm like, look, all my wrestling watching is, is it's all dependent on my son. Right. And Billy asks the question every day, every fucking day. Billy goes, hey, Dad, is there any wrestling on today? And then I gauge his reaction when I say, Yes, it's, and then he goes, oh, we're going to have to watch that. And so, like, on Mondays, he'll be like, hey, Dad, wrestling today? And I said, of course, it's Monday. And he's like, yeah, Raw, that's right. And then Tuesdays, he'll be like, Dad, is there wrestling today? And I'll go, yeah, it's NXT. And he'll go, okay, I'll go play outside. (laughs) Um, That's how I felt too. Oscar, oh, I'm gonna go play, bro. I'm, no, cool. I'm definitely, I'm definitely about to go touch some grass, bro. Yeah, <laughs> this happens every day. I'll talk to you later, Dad. Wednesdays is, hey, Dad, is the wrestling on? I'll say, yeah, it's dynamite, and he'll go, yeah. The only thing is, dynamite is gonna get our sons hurt. I and I, what I mean by that, because shout out to my brother Curtis, whose son Curtis, yes, Curtis. <laughs> whose son unfortunately lost a tooth um jumping off his couch doing dives oh, watching shit. dynamite this week <laughs> don't try wow. this at home kitties and i will say that's my son too my son billy is all about i, I posted that video of him doing a yep. panama sunrise mm-hmm. because that's what he does watching wrestling he like mimics the moves be out there on- going crazy on that trampoline yeah, this is what my son does. Oh my so, yeah, Dynamite is going to cost my kids everything. Just continuing the legacy. Billy sounds exactly yeah. like me. It's wrestling on every day. It's not. Uh, I'm wrestling all the time. He, <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly yeah. how I was yeah. at nine and, years old. And Thursdays, it's the same deal. Billy will say, Dad, uh, is the wrestling on? Like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. He'll say, Dad, is the wrestling on? And I say, yeah, impact. And he'll go, oh. <laughs> All right, well, we can find something else to watch. Damn. Wow. Billy, man. Wow. I'll tell you, Billy. It's but yeah, I, I mean, I, look, he's eight years old. Yeah. He knows, like, I knew what wrestling I wanted to watch at eight. I wanted yes. to watch Nitro. I wanted to watch Raw. You couldn't show me anything else. Like, I remember no, the honestly, first time at I, eight years old, I would have watched anything ever. Like, if it was wrestling, I'm fucking watching it. I would have thought so, but I'm like, I had eight years old. When I would see like the little commercials for like buying the ECW DVDs, it didn't appeal to me oh because un- until I was a teenager, when I started seeing mm-hmm. them as a teenager, I was like, okay, 
this actually does sound kind of cool. But like at eight, nah, I just wanted Sting, man. I just wanted. Honestly, that's what pisses me off about my WWE fandom is that they convinced us that everything else sucked. Like Vince was like, if it's not this, it sucked. And I, I hate that for my childhood because I believe that shit. Like there's, there's yeah. people that you know still what I mean? believe that today. People still believe that. They're still ridiculous. But for a long time, it was like, this shit ain't WWF. I don't care about it. And now I watch like old NWA from like 89 and I'm like, this shit is cool. Like, I don't know what they were talking Like, It doesn't need to be a big flashy show. It could just be two Two fucking wrestlers beating each other's ass and i get upset thinking about like there's a lot of years where i was just like if it's not wwf don't even talk to me and i was the same way first indie show i ever went to i was 12 and mm-hmm. i was just like this isn't wwf right like who are right. all these clowns yeah <laughs> i mean i will say there. that I, I forgot who it was but i watched somebody wrestle a referee Oh, God. And the referee also had, and, and the, the this is the most indie thing I can describe. And the ref was also refing the match, while also <laughs> wrestling in it. <laughs> what? I know it's the most indie shit. That's a GCW stipulation match right there. The rest yeah, of the match, and he's he like, the ref? like he gets out the ring and like starts counting and uh, counting himself. And then when he gets hit with the finisher, he like throws his hand out slowly and counts one. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. <laughs> I might want to see this with my own eyes. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, no, nah, it was the most indie thing I could see. I was 13 years old. It was, the promotion was CWO, and um, yeah, and that was it. I, I remember that Colorado World Order. I don't know. It was something cool. I don't even remember. <laughs> but that was one of the parts that stuck out to me was a ref being in a match that he also had to ref. And doing a bunch of ref spots. That was memorable. All these years later, you're still like, man, I remember that. I mean, I'm still surprised I haven't seen enough of that today. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's something that I could see. Like, I could have seen Bryce doing just a couple years ago. Definitely. Uh (laughs) For sure. And Chikara. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of those things. I mean, hey, honestly, Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan is one of the... I think that is a genuine one-man show. Like, when you think Mm -hmm. about... Going out there and having a one man performance out there in front of an audience, it, that, that that's match. Art, as if you, even as silly as you think it is, that's art to do. Yeah, that. when you think you about somebody I mean? going out there and basically having to stand and do this in front mm-hmm. of a bunch of people, right? It's crazy. Yeah. But that's why I told you guys like a few weeks ago when we were talking about the brace stuff. Sometimes bad wrestling is good. Like yeah. I'm sorry, but sometimes something that is not like. That doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's good. I'm sorry. I yeah. you, got me. you got me with that. Uh, let's see. So D'Lo says, joining late, but Boosie said it best. Rappers were looked uh, to as uh, heroes, and now it's hard because they're getting killed, especially uh, young. Right. RIP takeoff. Side note, don't know if this was discussed. Um, don't know who took more L's this week, Glenn or JD. Um, Glenn, for sure. Glenn, Glenn looks like yeah. a big dork. Far and uh, away. Yeah. Um, every time I think of Boozy now, I think of him looking straight at the camera and screaming, die your face then. <laughs> <laughs> Boozy is a fool. Boozy's hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. Don't agree with some of his uh, takes on, yeah. you know. I don't agree with none of his takes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, none, yeah, of, none of it for me. No, he's, yeah. he's a character, man. He's, yeah. <laughs> dude is, he is a character. I, 
I'll agree with that. Uh, Meet Norma says, much love to Grapsity in this community. It's crazy out there, and all we got is us. Stay Usi, everybody. Appreciate y'all that, gonna, Meet Norma. going to kill this Usi thing. Bro. It's dead. It's dead. Y'all, y'all, y'all going to run this thing it's into the week. ground, bro. Um, yeah. Chi-Town Spurs wants to know, by the way, he says, Phil, thoughts on Patrick Williams? Feels like we're finally seeing him figure it out. Um, he played good this week. Uh, I want this guy to be good, man. I want this guy to be successful, but uh, I just don't know, man. I think Javante Green has played really good, though. Mm. Come on, man. Back-to-back wins, baby. Brooklyn Brooklyn took that L because Zach uh, buried those guys in the fourth quarter. Then <laughs> <laughs> we put Charlotte to rest the next day. Back-to-whack wins, buddy. You know what made me feel old today, by the way? Seeing uh, when I was watching the um, uh, when I was watching the Nets game, and I saw the ten-year anniversary of the Nets on the court, mm-hmm. and I just thought the Nets still feels so new to the Brooklyn Nets feels new to me because like my brain doesn't even like if you said to me New Jersey Nets that would feel natural to me. I just feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, New Jersey Nets. That makes sense. Um, My but, dad still calls them the New Jersey Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I had a Jason Kidd jersey. I, I definitely, I don't know, it's New Jersey Nets. That's what it All is. Right. And so when I saw 10-year anniversary of Brooklyn Nets, I thought, it has really been 10 seasons. It's crazy. Time. They, uh, they've I mean, been look, a lot in 10 the, years. The thunder still feels new in my brain, but I yeah. know it's been years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, OKC definitely still feels like a new franchise. But <laughs> yeah, when you think about everything that Brooklyn has done in a span of 10 years, like that whole uh, big three experiment that they tried to do with the mm-hmm. guys from Boston, that 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 was a horrible collapse. You think Hove being attached to the team, the Russian owner, um, all of this stuff was before the Kyrie and KD saga, and now you've got Ben Simmons there and Cameron cursing them out on IG. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a wild 10 years for Brooklyn. Yeah, wild 10 years. We're moving to the next BK. Like, that feels like a recent line to me, but that mm-hmm. line was oh, 10 man. years ago. 10 years old. <laughs> Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? 11 years ago. See what I'm saying, New Yorkers? Complete the complete the line. Shy Town, D Rose. I'm moving the Nets to BK. <laughs> see, see, see. But you hated D Rose in Shy Town. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I always hated the way people turned on Rose. Gotcha. I didn't hate D Rose because I mean, look, the reason people turned on D Rose though was because I mean, it went from when you go from a hundred to even sixty. The fact that people saw you at a hundred the way they yeah, saw him that season, and then anything less than that was like it gets frustrating. I I still didn't think it was justified because I remember what Chicago basketball was before 2011. I remember before we had to suffer through some bad teams. <laughs> um, Derrick Rose legitimately put Chicago back on the map in basketball. He did. Right. He made Chicago basketball matter again. Um, and so I always thought that people were extremely ungrateful. My brain fixed uh, D Rose into D Wade. That's what I was talking about. My bad. I meant D. Oh, Wade. I can't stand. Said, oh, yeah, okay. when I said you hated D Wade, D Rogue, I meant D Wade. Sorry about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> get, get D Wade out of here. So Orion says, "Swerve and Malachi Black Universe Building." Hmm, that's a good option for who could like be behind it. the camera. Um, uh, it it pains me to say this, by the way. I appreciated what Wade did this week, and you know. Oh yeah. Putting, yeah, yeah. 
I appreciate what he did this week and 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 standing up against that and saying like I'm here, I am her parent, I'm her parent, and you know what is being what I'm being accused of isn't right. And yeah, I appreciate what he did this week. Oh, definitely, yeah. D Wade is uh is really good with with his with that stuff. So yeah, um, I mean, I guess. In terms of theories, this is going back to who it could be. I was thinking about how if the MJF stuff's not a swerve, I do feel like uh, the firm could use a new top heel. They could. I and just, I don't believe you, Max. <laughs> I know if it's not if it's not swerving in itself, I could see maybe Stokely being behind it. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. By by the way, Stoke Stokely showing up this week with a Kente scarf on mm-hmm. as a shot at Max was amazing that was that was such a that was such a small note if you blinked and you missed it It it's great the way that he like looked down at it when he came out yeah yeah very so it was great and finally let's give a couple of crown jewel predictions Mm -hmm. uh we got women's tag team titles on the line Alexa Bliss and Asuka defending their newly won tag titles in a rematch against Damage Control. Dead in the fucking water, those tag team championships. Um, <laughs> in the water? <laughs> um, I don't know if I would say all that, but... <laughs> in the water. Um, I, if, listen, if you watch Kinda Chan TV and you watched Asuka eat lunch in her hotel room and be excited for champ, her being champion again, it's hard to be that upset about it. Mm. Uh, I guess prediction... Uh, yeah, I think I think, I think uh, uh, Alexa and Oscar are going to retain them. I, I'll I say Damage Control wins them back. Mm. I, yeah, that would be so. Insane. I think there's a longer term. So weird, right? Yeah. That'd be so insanely stupid. Um, I think uh, I think the champions are going to retain uh, because I am predicting that Bailey is going to win later in the night. And that's why I also think Bailey could also walk out with the belt, uh, right. which we'll talk about that one. Last woman standing: Bailey versus Bianca. I think Bailey's going to pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I thought she was going to pull it out at the last time, honestly. So yeah, having a way to not put pin Bianca, but then again, I don't know. Um, I know that if Bailey doesn't win here, uh, there's that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's curtains. Yeah, yeah curtains. Um, tag titles on the line: Usos versus Brawling Brutes. Usos. Come on, Usos. Yeah. yeah. Braun versus Omos. This is interesting. One. Bron- Bronny man's winning. Yeah, Braun's not okay. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, he's winning that. Come on, steel Almost. cage match: Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Cross, can you escape the cage? What are the rules? Yeah, if you can escape, can you escape the cage? If you can no, escape, yeah. Drew's going over. No, you can't escape having to watch this match, Reg. <laughs> can he leave? I, <laughs> can I, I, I leave? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Drew. I think Drew just because. Carrion won the strap match, and mm-hmm. Drew's going to get his win back, I think. Yeah. Um, Speaking of win back, one of these matches will go. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, we got the Judgment Day versus the OC. Uh, I feel like OC has to win their first match. Right. I would think table. it should be OC, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not totally the greatest, the greatest tag team in the world. They won that trophy in Saudi Arabia, so I figured that is going to give them the edge over mm-hmm. Judgment Day. And yeah. come on, also, they... like, you can't put Dominic Mysterio over. I mean, you already did put oh, him over God. AJ Styles. Anyway, you can't, you can't put him over? <laughs> you can't put Dominic Mysterio over. <laughs> I was going to say, no. but then again, he already did beat AJ Styles. So. Like, what? Uh, you can't put Dominic But yeah, over. OC should be the ones on this one. 
Yeah, I'm um, going to predict OC. Let's see. We've got uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. This is win back city right here. Uh, Brock beating another black guy. Yeah. Riding off into the sunset. <laughs> yes. But I don't know. They could I could see them double this. DQing could... this one. Oh, the, that, look, oh it's either Brock wins or they chicken shit out of it. Um, um, that's the Vince in my heart saying when that, well, Bobby Lashley already talking about the third match. That's not a good sign when he's already like, oh, we know what's going on here. So, I think I think Bobby is going to lose here. Um, I want Bobby to win. It makes more sense for Bobby to win with the story they've been telling with Bobby all year. Right. Uh, but I feel like Brock's going to win. Yeah. I also think that like Brock hasn't done a whole lot of winning recently. And I think that they they yeah, probably he was, see. He was, he was Royal Rumble winner this year. Yeah, but then he proceeded to, but that was also the same night he lost the WWE Championship, and that was also the uh, Roman been throttling his ass all year. He also lost at WrestleMania. He also Mm. lost at uh, SummerSlam. Like when it matters, he's lost quite a bit. As long, but that's the thing. The black guy on the other side. Only yeah, no, it's when Roman's involved. When Roman's involved, Brock loses. When anybody else is, Brock wins. There's a brother because there. also this year I forgot he beat Big E this year. Yeah, I mean he's beat other wrestlers he shouldn't have beat. Um, I I do think that he has when when it's time for him to put other guys over he does do that well. That is one of the underrated things about Brock. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do think when he puts uh Seth over at SummerSlam, that was one of Seth's biggest wins. Right. Um, and I don't think this is Brock Lesnar saying I need to win every match. I just think that for a while they were like Brock Lesnar has that's to how, win every that's match. That's how they him. Yeah. yeah. So. And, uh, yeah. and finally, Logan Paul will challenge for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defends the title against Logan Paul with Jake Paul in his corner. One lucky punch, Will Washington. Logan Paul, your new WWE Universal World Champion. Tomorrow night, beating Roman Reigns. One, two, three, front page of SportsCenter. Logan and Jake Paul, the new WWE champions. And his brother just beat Anderson Silva. I would tap out at that point. <laughs> I think that would be the point where I'm like, "Is that it? Is that worse than David Arquette? This isn't worse than David Arquette. It's not worse than David." But Arquette. I tapped out of David Arquette. I was like, yeah. "Okay, uh, WCW is done. Wow, it was a good run." And I was one of those like, "Look, when Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff revealed themselves and the New Blood stuff was happening, I was one of the people on the internet screaming, "All right, Pendulum's about to swing back in WCW's favor. We're back, baby." <laughs> I was like, look, because it happened in Denver, too. That was the it was at our arena where the Nuggets play. That was the Pepsi Center where they came back. And I was like, man, it's even happening here. It's this is it. The WCW's back. They had a couple years. You know, the WWF had their couple years. But now it's swinging back in WWF's favor or WCW's favor. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people. Nope. Yeah, and I tapped out at. Oh, they made David Arquette champion. Huh. I see. Uh, if this one doesn't feel as offensive to me, like if Logan Paul win, I wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they did this." I'd be like, "All right, that kind of that's not that shocking to me." That's because you're not like invested anyway. You're that's like... because you're, you're that's because you're you're ready to you're ready to get your laughs off and get your jokes off. Come on, um, we want to have I, fun. I I I wouldn't melt down at this. I wouldn't be mad at it. It would be pretty offensive in the sense that, um. I don't really care about Logan Paul at all. 
and I think it is a weird decision to get somebody that's supposed to be a draw that came out on SmackDown, what, two weeks ago, and didn't really get a reaction like that mm-hmm. and make him champion. That's kind of a weird decision to make, especially when Roman is undeniably the hottest star in your company. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, and it would be just one of those things that's so laughably bad that I would just be like, why would any company do this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but... No, I, I don't think he's winning. I don't think he has a chance of winning, honestly. I think he's actually going to take a Superman punch and get knocked the fuck out. I think that's where we're going. Yes, agreed. Um, well, everybody, this, this has been a great edition of Grapsity. I love you guys. I love all the stuff we got to talk about. Um, and come back next Saturday. Actually, next Thursday is when you get to hear from us next. Oh, the trio, yeah. Because uh, we got Ask Grapsity coming up. Um, also, uh, if you're here on Fightful, stay tuned because um, Coexisting, Rob and Maggie are actually going to be doing the uh, Crown Jewel prediction show this week. And so they'll be doing that today. Uh, so you'll get to hear their Crown Jewel predictions. So check that out. Again, that is happening right here. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to Fightful. Select five whole dollars. Get is you so Ronda much not content. wrestling on this card? I just thought about that. She is not on this card, no. Ah, interesting. Very interesting. Ronda uh, had an uh, all-around bad second run with this company. So Everybody They almost effect. had her. I don't know why they decided, like, I don't think she should be a heel right now because they were doing the right thing. Getting her over as a baby face. And then it was like, oh, now that she's getting over, now we're going to say she should be a heel. I'm like, you got to start building to the Becky match so she has to be a heel. I guess. She's not going to be a good guy when the man comes back. Yeah, Becky's going to get chaired as fuck when she comes back. So, no, she's got to be a heel. And Mm. and it is is very apparent on Ryder's face that she does not want to be a good guy. It it shows every Mm. time. Right. Yeah. Just make her a heel. I just it just felt like the fans were getting into her uh immediately after she lost the title um to Liv Morgan. Either way, guys, thank you. Um we will oh yeah, and then also we've got uh lots of great content uh post show and then tomorrow there's um there's gonna be a crown jewel post show as well. And uh then Sunday I'll be on Denise Salcedo's channel with another edition of after the week it's a great show if you haven't checked it out denise got to kill me with her marvel takes this week and uh that was after the week check that show out other than that folks that's it for this edition of grapsity i'm will washington for philip Lindsay, righteous reg we'll see you next time have a great day peace everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.